Welcome to episode 63 of the Current Backlogs. The date is April 28th. I'm your host, KCP, on my good friend and co-host, Cody G. Cody, how's it going? Good. Um, <laughs> tastes really nice. Like Does it? Sugar, sugar pop. So I'm drinking diet all the time. Yeah, it's definitely a change up. It also, um, it also definitely works, drinking diet pops. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm so skinny, I barely fit in my clothes anymore. Thanks to aspartame. Um, but yeah. Well, you segued perfect into uh, a story I can tell you that I think you'll really enjoy. Yes, please. I always talk about how I should be 500 pounds, and it's just true. I know people argue it, but it's true. And this would be much more comical, and I'd probably be a meme on YouTube or something right now. Uh-huh. So the other day, I was cleaning out my car, and uh, I put all the trash into the large Donata box, and then went to carry it to the compactor, and as soon as I got out of the car with it, the pop that I put inside the box started leaking through. Uh. And I was like, ah, shit, so I tried to readjust it, and then it all fell, and by all of it, this is a, a day and a half worth of trash from eating at work <laughs> and I uh, put everything on here that fell out because I knew you'd find it humorous oh yeah obviously the uh, large Donata box and the Buckeye scraps that were in there um, a large mango pineapple smoothie a large Dr. actually two large Dr. Peppers um where's the uh, is Smoothie King no McDonald's okay a hash brown wrapper two Chicken McGriddle wrappers. Oh, uh, McGriddles. And then some other random trash was in there. All just came pouring out. And nice. out of my large pizza box, all this other unhealthy stuff just came pouring out of there. Okay, can we talk about how good McGriddles are, though? We can. Mm-hmm, they're they're amazing. As long as they're fresh, those are one of those things like most McDonald's stuff. If you get not fresh, it's pretty gross. U- usually breakfast pretty good for me, though. Seems pretty fresh. I was going to say, it's about half and half for me, but I get McDonald's almost every day, so... Which also tells you. Do they know you theory. know? Yeah. Most of them. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> How much is your order? It's not always the same. I change up a little bit, but between 4 and $9 panel I get. Okay, so we'll do 7 as an average. Okay. And you think you go 5 times a week? Yeah. $140 a month. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way, though. I love me some McGriddles and hash browns. The grease sponges. I love them. Yeah. It's $1,600 a year. <laughs> Going towards McDonald's. I mean, they need it right now. They're a struggling company. <laughs> That's right. They're I a startup. A small man going. <laughs> Mom and pop operation going on over there. What have you been up to, guy? A lot, actually, weirdly oh, yeah? enough. Yeah, my car broke down. Um, I don't know what's wrong with it. Some spark plugs and um, some sort of sensor in the engine. Timing belt's good. My dad fixed that and started back up, and now it just... You fucking you just lay on the, the gas pedal. Um, well, I had to get my car towed over to um, to my dad's work. And our campus is pretty locked down. But I just talked to the one guy about my car breaking down, and then he immediately went out to the guard booth. And him knowing, like, no, I can't get the car to move, and a tow truck comes through, my dad's friend with the tow truck, and the guy I work with, you thought he was 
like tackling Terrace or something. He came running out of the guard booth and tried to stop the tow truck. He did stop the tow truck and um but yeah, so we got the got it over there. Dude, I'm impressed with tow truck drivers though. That that whole thing's like a science. The <laughs> geometry of it's nuts. Yeah. Um Cause it's like, dude, they're, I'm gonna they're gonna define whoever parked up beside me to move out, and this kid, ah, man, I got this, and he had it in like no time. Um, but yeah, so for I think it was like seventy five bucks in parts, got it back up and running, but now it just shoots a shit ton of smoke out everywhere, and just slams into gear. So I'm like, is this a fucking transmission? What's happening here? So, um, <clears throat> my dad kind of had a coming to Jesus moment with me today. He's like, I think it's probably time to find another beater or go get a new car. But, um, we're going to go Sunday and see if we can figure out what's wrong with it. So let's hope that nothing's wrong with it. Well, um, somebody mentioned on the other podcast multiple times, our good friend Bazooka, Daniel Bazooka. Mm-hmm. I told you in the story I'll tell on the other podcast, I guess I won't spoil it too much, but his oh, car's smoking good. a lot. So oh, yeah. he said you have nothing to worry about. And <laughs> So I think you're good. <laughs> That's one of the, my car is completely empty because I'm like this thing could uh, just burst into flames or something weird. I don't know. So there's nothing to value in there, and it's a probably a thousand dollar car, and it's yeah. uh, got a, a junk title. So uh, just hopefully it doesn't burn anything else down. It's funny because when you get inside it, it still doesn't change. What's that? That there's nothing valuable in it. Oh, got me. Um. <laughs> But yeah, when he took the back seat out of it, though, to get to the, because we thought it was a fuel pump, uh, the car was filled with like old Chuck E. Cheese toys, like little seat things, little toys. Uh-huh. Kind of cool, cool little throwback. <laughs> um, but then my dad came over and we've been working on my deck. My deck's really bad. Uh, we tried to hire a guy to come out and do the deck and he was like, I can't even touch this, man. He's like, I, I couldn't, I can't work on, it. I can't be responsible for this. But he told me he's pretty sure because Columbus is pretty relaxed with the permits, but there's no way they did any of this with permits. And it's he went around, showed me all the things that's bad with it. So my dad came over today, and we kind of just uh, got it up to code. Cody. Yep, Cody. But I don't know if it's up to code. We can just pretend it's up to code, yeah. I guess. Hopefully, it gets through another uh, inspection. It doesn't fall down. We did that all day, man. That's some. Once again, just another holding the flashlight moment. So, <laughs> I think I talked about Renee's dad coming over and doing stuff at the house. Yeah. I have no idea what's going on. I just listen to him and do whatever they tell me to do. Um, we're gonna start the garden tomorrow. We plant the fucking the plants. Some mm. straight Minecraft shit. Yep, that's where, that's where the idea came from. Minecraft. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep. So it's gonna be IRL Minecraft. I got some watermelons, but they're not germinating or whatever that germination. They're not doing it. But the other stuff is, so that's good. Um, I think that's it, man. Okay. You do need, because I don't want to play, tear up my yard because we barely have a yard. So I'm doing a lot of pots. Uh, not marijuana, but, you know, pots. Uh, so I don't want to. Especially in the spring, so. Did you hear that? Yeah, it was weird, right? <laughs> Made me think like something got unplugged or something. That's what it sounded like. Hopefully, uh. Hello? Hello? 
Still lighting up. Hopefully yeah. that didn't come through on the <laughs> listeners end. Anyway, it sound like psycho. <laughs> uh, but yeah, besides working, there's a bunch of overtime right now because the guy got corona. But he got three weeks paid off. Three weeks. Yeah, I'll paid. That. Yeah, he's gonna cough in my mouth or something before you leave. And then they installed this fucking robot thing. They have one too that can roam around. Um, it just sits it sits in its charger and they don't use it. But I'm like, is this thing gonna start roaming around and checking for masks? But it's this as of right now it's stationary, but there is one that moves. I'm gonna fucking sneak up behind it, bash it with a fucking baseball bat. It's so creepy. So you walk up to this screen. Put a mask on it. But Danielle says that she's seen him in other places too. Well, we have one on our work, but it's just a temperature check. It doesn't. It's not a creepy thing like you said. Oh my god! I can I can play it. You want me to play the clip on here for people? So it's this thing you walk up to, and it checks if you make sure you're wearing your mask. Um, and then it also. Start from the beginning. Um, it records you. So I'm sure people are getting reports of me every time I'm walking up with my camera out, recording it, telling me to put a mask on. Um, but they also have a version of this that fucking moves around and takes your temperature. Uh, here, I'll play the clip for you. Is this copywritten? Yes. I don't know. I think it's playing. I'm walking up to the machine. Is it not? Oh, it's connected to my headphones. My headphones are over there. That's why. Sorry, everybody. Basically, the one is just like an iPad on wheels with this, and this one's just stationary in the lobby. Here it comes. Please wear a mask. Then I put a mask on, like it, like the Overlord wants me to. Oh, thank you. Um, I don't like it, man. I don't like already having this thing in my fucking pocket. I saw the other day Google Maps. Uh, I was like, hey, you want to look at your five years of traveling? It was everywhere I went over the last five years. Weird. Yeah. I don't like it. Very dystopian. But looks like Florida and Texas are passing some crazy laws, though, that keep people from getting banned on there. So hopefully those go through. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been up to. I really hope this thing is recording and taking videos because I've probably flipped it off. It just makes me so mad. I mean, first they forced me to get a vaccine. I get my second shot tomorrow. Everyone's like, I'll do the second shot. It's the worst. And Renee couldn't get off the couch for a day. And I'm like, God damn, I don't want to do this. <laughs> Waste one of my days off just groggy on the couch. Do you see Joe Rogan's getting canceled right now? No. Yeah, because he said on a podcast, one guy's like, hey, do you think people, young people should get the vaccine? He's like, are they under the age of 21? Are they healthy? Do they eat well? No, I don't think you need to get the vaccine. That's all he said. Vice is right. Remember when Vice used to actually be something and not this... Did you guys hear about uh, pink staplers are actually sexist? Like, oh, remember when you actually reported on in war zones and actually had actual content? Remember when you guys screwed Gavin McInnes out of his company? I remember. But, uh, so he's getting canceled right now for it. Everyone's writing up articles. CNN's being so ridiculous. They're like, they're even underlining that it's a Spotify podcast because they're clearly trying to get him to lose his $120 million. 
uh, that guy, he's uncancelable. They've tried to cancel him so many times. Um, I'm sure he'll come out and say, I'm an idiot, and kowtow to them like he does. But uh, I wish you wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think, if you're under the age of fucking 30 and you're healthy, why are you getting a vaccine? And then Fauci's like, mm, that's actually very, he, Fauci came out in statements. It's actually very dangerous what Joe said. Yeah, you, you handled COVID and the AIDS crisis so well, Fauci. <laughs> I'm going to listen to you. You're a fucking expert on AIDS. Can you believe he's been that, that around that long? Like the 80s with AIDS? You know how long ago that was? You need a fucking term limit on that guy. I never heard of him until until COVID came out. Now he's a rock star. I was like, oh, actually, Felchi. Felchi <laughs> said, and like, oh, really? Because I'm pretty sure none of us knew who he was before this. And that, yeah. And it doesn't say, like, different. She's like, oh, don't wear masks. Actually, wear two masks. Um. Yeah, what have you been up to, man? <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I haven't been up to much, but I can first tell you something one of the craziest things I heard at work the other day. Mm-hmm. Was, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to not say this person's name for his sake. So he was talking to me about music, right? And he said that he loves Zed and Marshmallow. And I was like, yeah, I don't think they're that good. And he lost his mind. Uh-huh. And I was like, what do you think about Daft Punk? And he's like, Daft Punk is trash. Are you kidding me? You just put them with Zed and Marshmallow? Zed and Marshmallow? I was like, I, I might not have another dimension. That's the reaction that should be if it's reversed. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, Daft Punk's right up there with Zed and Marshmallow. And I was like, they're definitely beyond them. <laughs> and those two artists wouldn't exist without yeah. Daft Punk either. I'm sure, if you talked to them, too, like a huge inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just couldn't believe that this person acted like I was crazy for not liking them and then said that. Didn't Zed Marshmallow have, like, weren't they the first uh, Fortnite concert? I would That would make sense. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're the, they were the first Fortnite concert, so I think that's all That's all you need to know about that. <laughs> um, and then Daft Punk, they established, like, an entire genre and completely experimental and just amazing. I I would stop talking to that person. <laughs> you need to fucking bash that. When they're not looking, just bash that person in the head with a box or something. I, I've won two in my fist multiple times. Do they listen box. to this podcast? Um, I don't think so. They watched some of the streams before, but okay. It, can I guess? Yeah, I don't actually care. Does about he th- Does he have the same name as me? Bingo. Oh, shucker. I was just joking. So I shouldn't <laughs> say his name, but I was for his sake. Because can't believe you say something like that. Yeah, that's that's a. That's an opinion for sure. Yeah. Um, funny enough, I know you hate this band, so you might jump on it, but I think you would even recognize it. So he's like, man, Casey, you have some fucking hot takes on music. And then... <laughs> Did the person that just said that? Yeah. And then he followed it up with, that, like I said, I know you'll probably make a joke. Next, you're going to say the Beatles are good. <laughs> oh, at least... Okay, I agree with him now. Yeah, see? <laughs> and I was like... Yeah, I mean, they are good. Oh, my God. Like, I just told the biggest joke in the world. It was Marshmallow, and by the way. Sorry. Was it? Yeah. Um, That's, I like I said, you have hot takes, and then you said one, probably one of the most asinine or crazy statements ever. Uh-huh. <laughs> God, you have such crazy hot takes on music. Like, you probably like Elvis. 
And this is where we're in your Ryan podcast. Who? <laughs> yeah. To hang everything be a hot take. I'm trying to think of a universally liked uh, singer. I feel like Michael Jackson, which is odd because what oh, happened yeah. with him, but <laughs> yeah, still seems to be universal. I like his music, but I'm saying most people don't separate those things. Wow, that's a. I don't know how you follow up by saying someone's got hot takes and then you just throw one of the universally like they're the band that everyone likes. Yeah, I was telling somebody else because I was like, "Can you believe this person just said this?" And I was like, "That'd be like if we were talking about basketball." And I'm like, "Let me guess, you're gonna tell me Michael Jordan was good?" <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. Oh, gee, here we go. These are hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Um, I actually haven't been up too much, though, just working overtime and getting ready for the first trip in a couple of days, or a few days, so. First trip? Yeah, Myrtle Beach, and I guess that's a small story I could tell. At uh, work today, I looked down at my knees, and they were dark red. No, I wasn't doing anything. Nice. But they were dark red, and I realized they are kind of burning. I already have a fucking sunburn on just my knees somehow. Ugh. And I don't burn easily, so this might not be good going to Myrtle Beach because I wasn't thinking that when I go to Myrtle Beach, I told you it's like near the end of the summer. So we've had the whole months and months of being in the summer or the sun daily. Right do you wear now. sunscreen? Um, I do. I don't um, actually burn that easy. Like I said, I know everybody says that, and then they're the first people that burn the fastest. So I pay attention and be smart with it. I do if I feel like it's getting hot or if I know I'm going to be out for a long time but since yeah. I don't burn easy I kind of pay attention kind of do half and half oh I burn so easy do you oh yeah I need layers and layers and putting it on and on I got sun blisters one year I used to work at a a boy scout camp um a couple got murdered out there oh yeah well, I wasn't involved my friend did this guy wanted on his this is crazy it probably probably could be for other podcasts I'll say that for other okay. podcasts you haven't seen like you got a few now, so yeah, yeah. Let me put that. Going. Let me put that in my notes so I don't forget real quick. But yeah, I worked at a Boy Scout camp and got real bad sun blisters. Um, from that moment on, it's like just ingrained. That was like 2005, and it's still I can like if I think about the story right now, I can feel the burning. So I'm super paranoid about the sun. You're a big burning guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I feel the burn. <laughs> No, if I burned like that ever, I would definitely be like that. And like I said, I'm not one of those stupid people or one of those manly guys. Oh, I won't wear sunscreen. It smells bad or I don't like it. I put it on when I can tell I'm going to start burning. But since I don't burn easily, I kind of pay attention, do accordingly. Mm-hmm. Like I said, usually people that say that are the people that fucking burn up. But I never had more than like red shoulders and it peeling a little bit. But that's just like dead skin, not like the nasty peeling you see when people get it really bad oh I hate sunburns yeah the worst when you get in bed and it pulses while you're trying to sleep and no matter where you lay it gets really hot because of the blood flow yeah oh I hate sunburns beautiful I've never had it on just my knees so it's a little weird how did you get that though I don't know baseball I um no because we weren't in the sun at all where our seats were I did that on purpose because the sun can be right on you if you get the wrong seats but uh the only thing i think of is i'm always in my brake or my car in my brake and i'm there for an hour i didn't even feel the sun but maybe i was just hitting right there and i didn't notice i think car windows have like a uv yeah they do but i mean sun can get through some sun (laughs) (laughs) and i think the uh, windshield i don't think it does at all oh really i don't think so because it's always way more like see-through than the other which sounds silly but 
It's way easier to see through, I guess, than the other windows. There you go. Um, but I haven't been up to anything besides that, so we can talk about things we forgot about from the week before, if you have anything. I do not. No? Nope. Okay. I meant to talk about this last week. Oh, I have week. something I forgot to mention, though, at the beginning of the episode. I'll go for it. Let's probably get us canceled, but uh, what's new? I feel like I say something every episode is going to get us canceled, but um, my dad and I... Got tickets to Nick DiPaolo in Cleveland. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so we're going to go to that. When's that? May 13th. 14th. It's Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Where is that in there? You know? Um, Hilarities? Never heard of that. It's near uh, Quicken Loans. Okay. I think. I don't know, because the parking garage come up to that, so... You get some Wahlburgers up there. Oh, I'd be so down for that. I'm sure my dad would too. Yeah. Um, that's a good idea, actually. Might do that because he's go. never had it. He or still wears the shit out of that shirt I got him in Boston too. Or you take him to Guys since you love that so much. Guys. Yeah, the pizza place. Oh yeah. Not. Are you kidding me? We'll probably have Nick DiPaolo shirts on. I'm not going in there with all that shit. It'll fucking kill us. Um. But yeah. Well, you're running a risk going to Cleveland if you want your life anyways. Right. I'm doing the same thing here soon. He, uh, he's really good friends with uh, Artie Lang, and Artie Lang's gone AWOL again. No one knows where he is. Uh, so he even has T-shirts right now on his uh, that I might buy that says, Where's Artie? So I'm sure he's tired of getting that fucking question. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, so I'm excited about that. So we'll see how that works out. Very nice. Oh, and then uh, way less exciting. <laughs> Um, my stepmom is gonna have another kid. I'm gonna have a oh, little yeah. brother. Yep. Look at that. Yep. Way less exciting. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah. No, that's exciting. Congrats. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. How I give birth to him in October. With your stepmom? No, your me. I'm actually. That's why you say congratulations because I'm actually uh. Well, no, with child. Yeah, with your stepmom, right? Oh, that's disgusting thought. You're the one that said it. If it's fucking hot. You said she's pregnant. You said I'm expecting. So. <laughs> How old is your sister? Uh, she just turned two. Okay. Yeah, so. she. They have like, someone dropped a cat. They live out in the middle of nowhere in Sunbury now, and they um, someone dropped a cat off and has been living underneath their porch. She's obsessed with it. Like all she wants to do is like go out and look at it and feed it. They don't have cat food for it yet, but uh, she likes to go out there and feed it hot dogs. But then she eats half the hot dog on the way out. So they're just constantly sending these funny videos uh-huh. of her screaming at it, and is really afraid of her. It'll come close, and then she'll make a sudden move or something, and the cat's gone. <laughs> kind of reminds me of you ever watch the Looney Tunes where um, Bugs Bunny and that big hairy monster is like hug him and hold him and. It's kind yeah. of what she's doing with the cat right now. <laughs> yep. Not bad. Kids are so stupid. It's the funniest thing in the world. You know how it is with your niece. Yeah. They're just constant entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> that could be so sexual, you know. <laughs> um, like how you're worried about getting canceled for going to a comedy show and then you stop by doing that. But uh, the only thing I forgot to talk about last week was the Nintendo video that I uploaded from New York. Mm-hmm. 
I was going to say last week. It's almost that's 700 over, views. Oh, yeah. sorry. That's what you're going to say. Oh, no, you're good. I was going to say last week that's almost 600 views. I forgot to talk about it. Now it's almost at 700. Nice. And even crazier is that there's uh, the most likes we have on any video, which is only crazy because obviously a ton of random people are watching this video unlike most of ours. So you'd expect a lot more dislikes. There's only two of them. And uh, I think... Um, since majority of people I don't know are watching it, I would have thought that people would hate on it, especially because, like I said, I know that it wasn't like the best camera work I did on my phone and everything. It's just every time I look at it, I'm like, what the hell? I, can't, yeah. I don't know who's actually watching this. It's awesome. But. And I think our biggest video on the previous channel was the dumpster diving at 600. <laughs> so that's it. Oh, really? Yeah. So this is wow. our biggest, your biggest video. A video I made in like seven minutes and I didn't play until on my phone. And it's like a whole production with hundreds of dollars of equipment. <laughs> Get like 30 views. That's right. That's sad. Now I know when uh, like big creators make something, oh my God, I spent so much time and like mm -hmm. the dumbest thing blows up. And, uh, what the hell, you guys are watching this? And, yeah. Just be happy that people are watching your shit. Now I'm like, oh man, now I kind of get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my uh, I put out the documentary, the little car documentary that Ryan and our other friend made. I saw that. It's like 30 views too. <laughs> so I feel you on that one, man. That's uh has been up that long at least though. So you probably like most I think this video the last one we did has like twenty views. But it's okay. We're gonna That's get right. there, you know? That's right. We're almost to episode sixty nine. I think we all knew that's where we're gonna hit the hit our stride and really get going. Yep. I've been saying that all along. Episode sixty nine, that's weird to say. It is. Never thought I'd make it that far. It's weird even saying episode 63. I'm like, this is nuts. Especially because when we started this, it was like another lifetime before all this nonsense. Which is weird to think about that. Is that different just at the beginning of this? Mm hmm. It's stupid. But that's all I had. So we can talk about corrections, questions, and feedback. Did you have anything, partner? No, no. Nothing I can remember. Okay, should we start with the exclusive list? Let's do it. We, uh,. James emailed in quite a while ago about our favorite exclusive on a certain console, I believe. So we decided we would, since we took so long, do uh, our favorite one for each system we owned or played a lot. Mm-hmm. So, how do you want to do You want to go first, or you want... I uh, put in order of the way they came out. Okay, same. Okay. We can kind of go back and forth, but it may vary because we didn't, might not have done the same ones. Okay. Um, I kind of did a weird i have pc in here three times but i figured uh the first one's 98 to 2003 2004 to 2008 and then 2011 to now try to split it up into because i feel like pcs it's technically not separate generations but i kind of split up from when i had a pc like no, that. that's fair i didn't put pc on here because yeah, i didn't know how to do it also i never played pc as much as console anyways so Really? That's fair. Yeah, uh, PC was where I first started gaming um, in the late 90s with uh, Slave Zero and Mech Warrior 3. Those are the two I have there. Okay. Kind of always went back and forth, and they're very similar games. But, yeah. I had, See, this is hard because of the exclusives. There's yeah. so many games I played and then realized, oh, my God, they're on everything. They're on Slave Zero even came out on the Dreamcast, so technically it's not. Yeah. Exclusive. No, I hear you on that because 
you're going to notice a lot of uh, similarities through these generations, which is funny. But um, a couple of things. I know I tried my best to think of it, but I know if I had endless amount of time, I'd think of something different. And be, oh, man, how I miss that game. But I tried to do my best. And I also did stuff that I played as exclusives. They might, well, they probably not, aren't anymore just because everything gets ported over and moved around. But exclusive at the time is what I did. And then I also, I couldn't really think of anything for Game Boy Advance or Sega Game Gear. I know there's games I played and ones I liked, but nothing really stood out. Mm-hmm. So I left those ones off. And then we can get into... The NES is what I started with, and that would be Super Mario Bros., the original one. I know that's majority of people's, but that is why I played the most as a kid. And uh, I remember sitting in my grandma's basement, and we'd have that and the Genesis next to each other and just go back and forth between those two systems. Yeah, I didn't think about other people's systems. Yeah, that was... I don't really know technically whose it was, but it felt like it was mine, so... I kind of just included that. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, if we went back then, I had a babysitter had a Genesis. And both of them, both of my babysitters had a Genesis. And that was just like Mortal Kombat and Lion King. Yeah. Which were on everything, so probably wouldn't have made sense to do that anyways. Um, my next one's uh, N64. Uh, like I said, we bought that a couple years after it came out. Let's see, 98, so what was that three years after it came out? We bought it at a flea market with a bunch of games. Um, we really didn't have Mario games, so I'm sure those would have been on here, but it was, uh, uh, Biofreaks and Dark Rift. I put them both on here just because they're both fighting games, very similar. But then it's, it's hard for me just to choose one. And I also kind of put up Shadows of Empire, Star Wars, Shadows of the Empire. But yep, N64. Now you're fair, just, um, I understand not putting one. Uh, some of these I was back and forth kind of a toss up and that's even more reason why I feel like if I had like to make a definitive list like I was getting paid for or something it might be different but I try to do my best to get in there I just saw a lot of similarities with these which you'll see my next one was Sega Genesis and that would be Sonic the Hedgehog again predictable but that's definitely the game I played the most like, so we'd switch between NES and uh, Sega and just go back and forth and Sonic was definitely top played there nice um, when the PS2 came out, like the day after, my uncle used to be a big gamer, so like March of 2000, he brought over his PS1 for me, because mm-hmm. he just got, just, he was like, that was the first time I ever heard of the PS2 was from him, but um, he bought this PS2 and then brought over his PS1, and he clearly had kept like the best PS1 games for because you could use them on the ps2 so we had nothing but trash for that so uh just remember i didn't play anything on that thing but there was a particular game called action bass which sounds also sounds sexual Mm -hmm. um but it came with a controller it was a fishing fishing reel oh yeah i know what you're talking about yeah so i felt really cool playing that thing but uh bash and mass that's right buddy i'm pretty sure someone would kill me by Every all the great exclusives, the <laughs> PS One had probably the most. All those RPGs, those fucking nerds love. Um, and I'm over here like action bass because of the controller. That's what my notes say. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I also meant to say before I started this that the way I tried to think about it was 
what these games were in their prime to me because like, if I think back on now some of these games don't hold up as well or there's games that if I played them now I'd like more than these games but these games in their prime for what they would be so something newer it'd be current obviously but something back then trying to think about in perspective when I was actually playing these systems because I feel like it'd be completely different now which I don't really feel like it's fair to judge it like that yeah I, there's no way in hell I'd play action bass now <laughs> <laughs> I was I loved that shit though. So my next one was the Super Nintendo and now Super Mario World. Again, since the theme here. But uh I thought that one was cool because it um kinda gave the, the world map and that's kinda just ingrained in my mind and then this is one of the first games I remember my sisters wanted to play too. It was always just me and my brothers. And uh, one of my sisters in particular was obsessed with it. So I think that's kind of cool as well, having that memory. Yeah, isn't that weird? To th- like the N64, I feel like a lot of girls like that system. I think so. I don't remember my girlfriend, uh, my girlfriends, my sisters really <laughs> um, playing that. But the Super Nintendo, they were all about it. Really? You don't? They weren't enthralled with the N64? I don't think so. No? Not that I remember. Renee loves it, and then my sister, she's all about the N64. Besides Mario Party, but I think everybody kind of likes Mario Party. Super Nintendo, that's... That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of jealous. You kind of played all of the old stuff that age. Yeah, part of it was just luck. Like I said, I didn't buy my first system till with my own actual money till the GameCube. So, most of it's kind of just out of luck and, or, uh, being like, this is my only present, I'll take it. Or having so many siblings that they had it and, like I said, not tackling my system, but yeah. being around it. Wait, you bought the GameCube with your own money? Was it, like, birthday money or something? Yeah, I knew it was coming out forever, so birthday money and... Oh, uh, you are saving. Yeah, just doing random stuff to be able to get money. Was this at your, uh, your girlfriend, Kmart? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Casey, what was it? You kissed you kissed Kmart? Yeah. I fucking love it. Because that's where you got your GameCube. It is, yep. That's so funny. That's so cute. That, Luigi Mansion, and Pikmin all together. Nice. Yeah, you had a much better history with video gaming than me. Because you played all the best stuff, and I was just like, <laughs> fucking bio freaks and action bass. Like, my parents, my parents were... There used to be a Facebook group called Facebook page called uh, "Video Games of Divorced Kids" or some shit oh, yeah. like that. Are you talking about that? <laughs> it was like all games that I played. It's fucked up, but yeah, yeah. My parents would not like. Oh, this. Oh, mom, can I get Mario? That's fifty dollars. Why don't you get Action Bass? It's five dollars. Um, but yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Um, I think the next one was you. I did the Super oh, really? Nintendo. I think so. Uh, next one for me was PS2. Okay. Got my PS2 2002, a couple of years after. Um, yeah, PS2. I think I immediately traded my N64 and PS1 then, bought PS, PS2 games. But I got it with uh, Vice City, which I played the most. That was definitely a... Well, original on the PC, too, that was another... That's a, the most annoying part about this, or the hard part about this question is exclusives. Yeah. Um, 
but I had to go with uh, Warhammer 40k uh, Fire Warrior. So this is a great shooter. If you like shooters, I recommend this. It's my introduction to Warhammer too. Okay. Um, enjoyed that game. Good FPS. Gotcha. So tell me if you want to guess any mine. I know you like doing that, and I say them too fast. Don't feel like you have to. Just give me a heads okay. up if you want to guess any of right. Spat it off. So the next one was the PlayStation. And that one I have. Um, can I guess? Yeah, go for it. Crash. No, that was a contender. Um, Spyro. Yep. Was Spyro it? Really? the Dragon. You got it. Yeah, that. Uh, it wasn't Action Bass? <laughs> <laughs> I did I used to play uh, a fishing game all the time on Dreamcast. I loved it. I thought that was the name, but maybe I'm not sure. I can look and see if Action. Oh, that would suck if Action Bass came out on other consoles then. What well, could be a scenario where it was later or something like that? If it's officially, like if it was originally exclusive, I think it still counts. Action Bass uh, only came out on the PlayStation. I don't know what I'm thinking of. There was a thousand of these games, though, yeah. with the fucking controller. Yeah, it's no use to play one on Dreamcast all the time. I don't know what it would have been, though. Uh, let's see. Dreamcast. Sega Dreamcast fishing game. Video games frequently mentioned on the web include... Sega Bass Fishing, Sega Marine Fishing, Sega Bass Fishing 2, and others. Real Fishing? There's also Real Fishing. Oh, I was going to say Real Fishing. Is that a, yeah. is that's on there? Okay. Mm-hmm. felt like I was making that up. All of these games look the fucking same. <laughs> PS1 had a bunch of them, too. It took me a while to actually, because I didn't remember its name. Yeah. It took me a while. Then I remember, uh, I think I saw a picture of the guy. You could control the fisherman, I think, walking up, too. Um... But yeah, so PS1 Spyro. Yeah, that's, uh, like I said, I play shooters the most, but definitely my favorite genre is like 3D platformers. That's what I grew up on and absolutely love. And Spyro was definitely the one, I think, that amplified that the most when I was younger. And I told you I had the weird memory of it connecting to my little sister because I played it nonstop when uh, I was waiting for her to be born and literally playing up to a point where we had to go. Kind of like a distraction because <laughs> I'm so excited, but also because I love Spyro, so I want to keep playing. So it kind of has that cool attachment, but I loved it before that as well. That just amped up even more. Should have grabbed the controller, put it in your mom. Oh. And be like, her turn, she can play. I think you're going to take a different approach to that and make it something innocent, like about uh, like how switches are now, but you just went completely different. No. You think you should have shared with her sister? All right. <laughs> Very cool story. We came in the world playing Spyro. Hmm. Uh, next one for me is an Xbox. I got that way late, way late, mm-hmm. probably two thousand four. But you could probably guess uh, the one everyone would probably say is Halo Two. But so just to be a little different, I decided I did Halo Two and Brute Force. Hell yeah! Me and you. That's about it. And that one. <laughs> Well, I don't know if that guy liked it, the story I told you about. I think I talked about oh, it yeah. here. But maybe that guy hated it, too. He was that exciting as shit. Maybe. I wish you were the last <laughs> copy. Okay. Um, you might be surprised at my answer, then. When we get there. But uh, my next one, this is Nintendo 64. Do you want to take a guess? I feel like you won't guess this one. Because this, um, this was one of the harder ones. But I had to think about it and think... 
I said this time period what I enjoyed the most and what stuck with me. Mario Kart? No, that was definitely up there. Uh, Mario 64? No, I liked that, but actually. Really? Um, I wasn't like a lot of people. Damn, I don't know. What is it? Conquer's Bad for a Day. Really? Oh, yeah. I, uh, I fucking love it. Like I said, I love Rare games. And to that point, Rare was relatively innocent. So seeing something like that, especially at that age, was mind-blowing. <laughs> what the hell they were saying. And then me and my friends love the game so much that if you look at it now, it's the most simplified, basic team deathmatch, capture the flag, all the simple modes with up to four people and probably the most boring thing in the world. And the worst um, 3D modeling graphics that 64 always had, and that's why the games don't hold up well. But... We would put a multiplayer in that like it was uh, the next golden eye to us, which I don't know if many people did. We would just spend whole days playing that game. Was it similar to the multiplayer in Live and Reloaded? No, that multiplayer is awesome. I said I played that a bunch. Yeah, at first I was bummed because no, it was completely different. They just completely removed the multiplayer and replaced it. So at first I was upset, and I still kind of was because I said my connection to that. And it would have been cool to bring that into online play and kind of make it relevant and amplify it more but uh they did you know live and reloaded so cool and different as well that i ended up liking that as well but uh yeah bad fur day i think i told you this we liked it so much that we would uh take it into real life as well we would do the teddies versus squirrels that was the uh <laughs> the enemies and we had played in real life that's how obsessed we were with this game we'd go outside with our fake weapons and me and uh it's usually I said us like there's a whole crew. It was usually me, Jeremy, and uh, Danny Bazooka. And the teddy bears were the obvious choice. The squirrels were giant assholes. I should go back and look because I feel like pretty sure they were setting up like Nazis and Americans. Oh, yeah. What side we were on. The Xbox and multiplayer definitely was. I think teddy bears were Nazis, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, so I just said the right side was clearly the Nazis. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, they clearly were. They were awesome. The squirrels were just assholes in that. And so we were always on the teddies, but then Bazooka was such a fucking rebel that when he would get upset with us, he would join the squirrels and just uh, act completely different and be on the squirrel side. <laughs> the dumbest shit in the world, thinking back on you it. You guys but. are shooting invisible squirrels, and he's like, eh, fuck it, I'm joining them. Uh-huh. I'm going to join the invisible team, the team that's yep. doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> um. That's great, buddy. <laughs> you guys were the cool kids. <laughs> you know, but you know, when we first watched Blade, uh-huh. we did the same thing. We were hunting oh, yeah. invisible vampires. I think that's uh, normal for kids to do that. Like I said, that's when I really started to think about Fortnite when I make fun of it and how like kids do a dance and everything. I was like, yeah, but I was never. That, I like Pokemon, but I never took that into. And I was like, oh, wait, no. I totally <laughs> seeing it now is cringy, but I was I was that kid. I just Fortnite is so different to me. Yeah, Fortnite was the thing when we were kids. We'd have been right in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dabbing. <laughs> I hope I went dab on as an adult to never do that. Even when it was cool. <laughs> um, the next one is a uh, PC two thousand four to two thousand eight. I chose uh, Rome Total War. That was always a good game to put on. I put that on with Howard Stern in the background and. Play hours and hours of of that. Okay. Yep. Before I move on to my next one, I can tell you something else embarrassing in your life. I feel like maybe I told you this. Do you know 
I don't know exactly what it is, but they grow in long grass usually, and they kind of look like like uh, wheat almost. It's just like a uh, oh yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Everyone always does this to them. Yeah, so just a handful of them. So me and Jeremy use those, and we call them dill willy. Wait, 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 wait! I think I remember this. Yeah, we fake smoke them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't like an ironic thing. We thought it was fucking awesome. Also, didn't you, uh, you guys would hang out in your mom's van? Oh, yeah. But I love those vans, though. Did it have a TV in it? Yeah, that's it was so cool. And the, the pull-down blinds, it's so weird to think about now, all that. It's fucking great. I would love a van like that, though. <laughs> we even, uh, one of them, we had the 64 hooked up in there. It was amazing. That sounds so perfect right now. So my next one is Game Boy Color. And that would be Pokemon Yellow. Like I said, this is uh, Pokemon used to be the biggest thing for me. Pokemon Yellow is what I got with my Game Boy Color on Christmas. And it's still one of my best memories. I think I talked about in our Christmas episode. It's still one of my best memories. And talked about how I would, very similar to the van thing, I had a a nice room to myself. But instead mm-hmm. I got in a Harry Potter style closet and just played by myself in there. And set up a light in there because obviously the color didn't have the internal light. So you'd have, I'd have like a light stationed up here, snacks around me and my books, and just sit in the closet <laughs> playing Pokemon Yellow. Your parents just let you do that? Oh yeah, they, it wasn't like where is he or don't do that. They they would know I was in there. That's so great. Your parents are so great. <laughs> my, my, if I would have done something weird like that, like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? I'm sure they probably said that around behind my back but you know, that was a pretty normal thing get the like lamp out of the closet it's gonna catch uh-huh. on fire i forgot to totally i forgot totally forgot to do handhelds by the way oh well if you want a game boy pocket was definitely kirby's dreamland yeah okay yeah love that game good old kirby but i think besides that on handhelds i'd really have to think uh, yeah i really didn't have much on my psp it was more for the umds yeah I didn't play much games on that, but yeah, that's probably it. Okay. Um, I just said Game Boy Color. I knew you threw that in, but if you want to do your next one, you can or I can. It's no, go you. for it. Yeah, I figured. You, it sounds like you definitely have a lot more than me. You're still in the fucking 90s. I'm over here in 2008. <laughs> so my next one is Dreamcast. And there's a. Oh, you moved to the new millennium now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was uh, Dreamcast 99, wasn't it? No, I think it was, wasn't it, uh, or, yeah, was it 9999? Yeah. There was, like, some big significant date. But still, yeah, right on the verge of it. Um, so, this one, again, had a few contenders. Not many, not as many as the other ones, but, uh, the uh, NFL 2K games on here used to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Virtual Tennis was amazing. Soul Calibur. But, for me, it was Crazy Taxi. I played that game more than any game on Dreamcast, and I never played anything like that before. It was so much fun. So, okay, in Japan, it released nine 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 September 9th, 1999. When was it here, then? Um, Looks like uh, October 14th, 1999. Oh, okay. I thought it was 99 still. That makes sense. Um... <laughs> Uh, so now I'm on to the Xbox 360. Um, the Givens Halo 3. So I forgot to threw an extra one in there. 
Okay. I could ramble on about Halo 3, but everyone probably has the same story. Uh, but Fable 3. I love the most hated Fable by most people. I know, and that's my favorite one. Especially the second half where it switches to you. I love resource management and strategy games. And halfway through that game, spoilers, you become the, the king. And then you have to decide on whether to build up the town and avoid civil war or build an army. Because at the end of that game, you have to fight a massive army. It's such a cool premise. And I don't understand how it's the most hated. It's such a it's a much better game mechanic wise and um they did something different versus that first one. I don't know. I don't get why people hate that one so much. I was gonna say I think you just answered it because they did something different, which I think is why the new one is destined to fail. Same with Knights of the Republic, because they do it the same. People are gonna see that it doesn't hold up anymore. If they do it different, people are gonna be this isn't what I wanted. Especially Kotor. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> I've tried that so many times. Terrible combat. Okay. So I'm on to PS2 now. And for PS2, this is a system I know most people put like the top tier and made the best of all time. For me, I actually never owned a PS2. This was my Whoa. brother's. So. Oh, that's still in the house, though. Yeah, he played it way more, though, and I didn't have much attachment to it, actually. Really? But there was a few games, and the biggest one... At that era, it was a given. You had to have one of those in your house somewhere. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. The biggest one is definitely Ratchet and Clank. Really? Uh, yeah, I loved Ratchet and Clank and those commercials they used to make were the funniest shit in the world and fed right into that age that I was at that time, and it just worked perfectly. There's some cool action in those, too. Yeah, and the weapons were... Been a like, great movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> If uh, people want to see it, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the weapons are so unique. There wasn't much stuff like that at the time. Uh, what was the other one, too, where the the lion guy, looking guy? Talking about Jack and Daxter. Jack and Daxter had some sweet-ass commercials, too. Yeah. Yeah, I like Jack and Daxter. I feel like they always got compared in kind of a, a Microsoft-Sony thing. I know they're both Sony, but I'm saying, like, you had to pick one. I definitely thought Ratchet and Clank was way better, but I like both of them. I don't know why. Even as a kid, I was like, I don't know why people are fighting over this. They're both good. Playing both? What yeah. the fuck? Especially because they were both Sony, so it's even more fucking weird. Yeah. So, uh, my next one's PC, 2011 to now. Uh, just think I don't play it much anymore, but think about all the great stories I had and crazy shit that happened. And um, Historically, it started the, the Battle Royale freakouts and... It's Arma. Um, I just... Uh, the game has done so much for the shooting. Um, sometimes I think about it too. The guy that did PUBG used to hang out on those servers. I'm like, man, did I ever play against him? Or did he ever kill me or yeah. shoot him? But just so many cool stories and weird shit that would happen in that game. Um, and on the surface, the surface, the surface of the game, the game... You're making the storyline, I guess, or yeah. the entertainment, and uh, versus um, like a storyline or something. Like what happens to you? You're least expecting it, and just so much fun. I think that time too, I um, we were on Google Hangouts, but just had a lot of friends that played that, and I could play like 12 hours of that a day and not even notice. So much fun. Yeah, it's uh very similar way I had to describe Left to De Left for Dead to people at a time 
because at that time everything was so story based which you know I love story games but it's weird how everything's flip flop you know what you had to play a campaign and don't want <laughs> oh, I don't want a story but uh at the time that was such a focus the people are, what's it about and like, well it's just like a zombie game yeah but what is it and there's like no real plot or story yeah. progression in Left 4 Dead well it's kind of just the story is what you make of it and well that's not fun that's just bad <laughs> storytelling I like, know it's a different style of game and yeah. trying to explain it and that's exactly what Left 4 Dead was when you played it it was you could make your own stories oh my god I got dragged away and you yeah. know from playing Left 4 Dead oh yeah playing that that's good good multiplayer too yeah yeah armor's very similar to that just I don't I mean the best way to describe it is just go watch some YouTube videos of it um, I still watch lots of those squad I don't even have squad squad but uh, there's issues with my my card didn't come up I plan on getting a new PC but I'd be all about those games now because yeah you make your own story I don't know how to yeah like one of the first times I ever played Arma these guys came in with a helicopter and I was pretty inexperienced because I just got the game and all my other friends were pretty experienced and their helicopter blew the fuck out of us. Killed my entire, my whole team, like four people, and it was just me. And I was lagging behind. This was a game mode called, um, this is the game mode the creator of PUBG was on. Uh, there's only a few servers for it. So there's, I had to have been in the same servers as him. Uh, what did they call that? I forget what it was, but it was, it was the premise of Battle Royale, but you could spawn back and the game never ended. It was just an open world, and you would come in and search for equipment and make money and buy more guns. But these guys were had a shit ton of money and a shit ton of gear, and they came in, they killed my entire team, and I was lagging behind because I was still looting. And they had stolen all of our shit, all of our money, and they were getting back on their helicopter, and all my friends were like, wait, Cody's still in there. And I pulled out an RPG, waited for the enemy team to get on the helicopter, and RPGs, they have no sense of aim. Like, you just point and shoot and forget. And it was like out of a fucking movie. They got in the helicopter, I shot it, and they got about this high up and then blew it up and killed them all and got all our shit back. And the Google Hangout, we were all going nuts and screaming, and I'm running over there. Because they could still hear me when you kill them. Especially, I think if they went down, so you could run up and yell at them. I was talking shit, shooting them in the head. One of the coolest moments in gaming. And it's completely just yeah. what you made of it. But it was so much fun. Very nice. So that takes me to GameCube. Do you want to guess this one? Because <laughs> I feel like um, you're going to be surprised and you wouldn't guess it. But Sunshine? No, that was a contender for sure. Shit. This uh, one kind of surprised me. Not Obviously not that. Like, well, I picked that. but Oh, that it was an exclusive? It. No. Um, looking at the list, I wouldn't have thought I would have picked it till I saw another shit. You know what? And like I said, trying to think Damn. about the stuff in that time period, what I actually not Star Fox? About now. No, that was a strong contender, though. Star Fox Adventures, mm-hmm. which is another very hated game. Oh, but yeah. I, me and Nick fucking loved that game. I also Did felt like I couldn't pick it because I never actually finished that game. I got very close to the end. Now that you had to finish the game to pick it, I just felt weird doing that for a top game of a generation. I got a few games in here I never finished. <laughs> um,. Damn, I don't know. Do you know Star Fox is supposed to be a totally different game? Yeah, some dinosaur <laughs> game. That's why. Um, that's why there's like a whole dinosaur world that doesn't fit the <laughs> whole Star Fox theme at all. Um, 
Shit, I don't know, man. Tell me. All right. Animal Crossing. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I never would have guessed that. I still like Animal Crossing now, but I don't really play it. And uh, I loved Sunshine. I bought, like I said, Pikmin and Luigi's Mansion with my GameCube. There was a lot of contenders. Pokemon Coliseum, which, uh, going back to N64, that was probably the hardest one to pick with Pokemon Snap and Pokemon Stadium and GoldenEye and just goes on and on with N64. But, yeah, I picked Animal Crossing... So I said, I really tried to think about stuff in the time period of when I would actually play it. And Animal Crossing was so different at the time, there was nothing like it. And I remember getting it just because, like everybody used to do at that time, it had the Nintendo seal of approval on it, and which meant it was from Nintendo. Was a, a new game from Nintendo, is not Mario or Zelda or anything. But I have no idea what it was. And as a kid, probably shouldn't have really liked it because it doesn't really guide you. There's not much assistant kind of just throws you in and is not like games at that time but I spent probably good thing I didn't keep track hours then because I spent so many hours in that game it didn't keep track of how much time you spent um if it did it was in game but I don't think it did but uh, I know at a system level it definitely didn't and in game I don't think it did oh really yeah for some reason I thought it did only reason I know anything about that game is a uh, early Chris Chan Played a shit ton of that, so there's lots of funny ass videos that he took to, that he was sending into Nintendo. If anyone's listening to this, and you don't know who Chris Chan is, you fucking definitely should know because you should go watch all. Of it. He's a severely autistic guy that got real famous on YouTube for being so cringy, um, and people bullied him to just to what he's become now. And there's a guy on there that has. Uh, Organized all of his the history of Chris Chan. He's got like sixty parts. It's not an exaggeration. It's an insane amount of parts. He gets way too in depth. So there's a whole saga of Animal Crossing, um, where he would design the world, his world, but in Animal Crossing. And I could have swore there was like a t- a counter on it because like he played that much fucking Animal Crossing. I don't think so, but I could be. Mis- I, it's been forever since I played yeah. a game on there. But I also could be just. It could have been something else on his save file. Yeah. But yeah, if you're listening, let's go check out uh, Chris Chan. I can link you to the 60-part documentary series. <laughs> and each part is like 45 minutes. But he is so fucking interesting. <laughs> Do you know of him? Is that the guy that you always post with the glasses? Is that... Probably. I'm so... I love him so much. I'm kind of upset because... Uh, when, remember we almost went to uh, Philadelphia for too many games? Uh-huh. And that year he was a secret guest. I would have been all over. That would have been so fucking great. Because he's been banned from so many places. And he kind of hates the... I don't think he reality and the internet is the same to him. And I don't think he realizes who's a troll and who's a fan. And he's been fucked over so many times. Trolls would pose as women. And have him record himself masturbating and get naked. And then they would... They did some fucked up shit to him. Yeah, go learn about Christian. Oh, yeah, I want to. <laughs> He's great, man. Um, I've been debating whether or not to do him for Halloween. You're pretty simple. Yeah, you got pretty much everything you need already. That's <laughs> do. I just need the glasses and the he wears this polo. Well, now he's a girl. Oh. Spoilers in the Christian saga, but now he became a female. 
uh, Christine Christine Chandler. He still loves women, though. Make sure he knows that. Yeah, he's still looking for uh, a boyfriend-free. That's what he always said. Looking for a boyfriend-free woman. Oh my God. Yeah, I just uh, love Chris Chan. I'm sorry, Christine. I'm misgendering him now. Or dead naming is that what it's called? Dead naming. I've never heard that term. It's when the like save you said, "Oh, that's um, the hell's that guy that's the Olympic." Uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. So if you're like, "Oh, that's Bruce Jenner," like, yeah. oh, you're dead naming him. Yeah, I've never heard. That. Really? Some deep SJW shit. <laughs> Don't be dead naming. It's Christine Chandler. Sorry. Continue. Animal um, Crossing. That's all I had to say on that. So if you want to move to yours, you're <laughs> okay. good. Um, I'm in the year 2014 now, by the way. Um, I don't think you'd be able to guess this one. I, I, um, did, I almost didn't put PS3, by the way. I'll talk about PS3 real quick because I barely had that system. But I think exclusive that I put the most time and had the most fun with, it was Mag, RIP. Really? Yeah. Some dumb moments in that game, too, that were just... I think it was just so different, and a lot of my friends played it. Yeah, I think that was my issue. I saw it at E3, and it looked so cool. But for me, the promise never came through. I could never find a full game, and I didn't have any friends that had PS3. So I loved the idea, then I got it. I mean, I played like a couple hours of it, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm not even getting <laughs> full games, and nobody's working. Like on E3 stage, to show you a perfect presentation of everybody working together and yeah. the battlefield moving and you know it's not what happens in real life so <laughs> oh, that never happened <laughs> so I think it's a really cool idea and maybe it could have even been fun if I had the right environment for it but for me no way um, but that's fair because if you had a different experience I could see that being that fun my next one is the original Xbox do you want to take a stab at it Halo 2 Halo 1 yeah oh okay it. I I thought you would guess that, but you know, obviously everyone's going to pick Halo 2, so maybe not. Yeah, Halo Combat Evolved. Um, I think Halo 2 is obviously a better game mechanically, graphics, uh, graph-wise, everything. But as I'm trying to picture when I played these games, and I definitely, all the Halos obviously held real high for me, and Halo 2 definitely had its perks of being online, um... Obviously, the insane graphic jump, playing as Arbiter, which a lot of people hated at the time, but people have retroactively flipped on that. Um, being able to use the energy sword, uh, hijacking vehicles. So there's definitely, like I said, it's just a better game, objectively. But I definitely played more Halo and have more of a connection to it. And like I said, it's literally the reason I bought an Xbox after Crowley being the not a Nintendo fanboy because you saw I had everything else, but definitely lean Nintendo strongly. Um, so for me, it's hard to beat that, and I never played anything like Halo until I played Halo. Even Goldeneye, Perfect Dark, like those were probably the next steps below. But that's a whole nother level compared to what Halo was. Yeah. And as cool as online was, and revolutionary, obviously, and all the other features like I said talked about, and more that I haven't said. I still have more connection to everybody coming over and playing Halo 1 and system linking. and We still did that with Halo 2, definitely. But when you could go online, then that became less of a factor. So that's why Halo 1 is mine, even though it could definitely be Halo 2. It could be, uh, actually, not a lot of games, but a few different ones. Brute Force. Xbox. 
I did love Brute Force, but wouldn't be that high. Um, my next one, I don't think you'll be able to guess. Um, the console's PS4. PS4. Um, did you do 360? Yeah, uh, Fable 3, remember? Fable 3. Yeah, I was going to say, I felt like you did. I just can't remember the game. Um, PS4. Yeah, I can't think what it would be for you. Uh, it was a launch title. Launch title. Exclusive. Oh, Knack? No. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it should be pretty easy. Um, yeah, I didn't get it at launch. I'm trying to think back. It didn't have a physical release. Still hasn't had a physical release. Um, you're not talking about Super Stardust, are you? No. Okay, I didn't think you ever played that. Housemark. Um, oh, Resogun? Resogun. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. Super Stardust was what they made first on oh. the PS3. And that's what, that's like the spiritual successor, so. So, yeah, you're right. Okay. Resogun. I know you're that into that. I fucking loved it. Okay. I had two PSN accounts at the time, but lost the login. But if you combine them both, I would have had a platinum on Resogun. Very nice. Love that game. Yeah, I know Colin always freaks out freaks out about him. Um, I know the race score Chasey, and I I think those games are fun, but I can never get addicted to it like that with most of them. I so think the trophies helped a lot with yeah, that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, then their follow-up game, was, uh, I was really excited for that, and it wasn't that good. Talking about uh, Dead Nation? Dead Nation, yeah. Oh, I love that game. I, I do too, but I thought it would be like, like how it was uh, with Resogun. Gotcha. And that was me. We, uh, me and my roommate at the time. We both got PS4s at the same time, and we had friends come over, and that's all we played was Rezo again. Like I had um, um, Shadowfall mm-hmm. and Knack, and uh, I think the Black Flag. We had a f- uh, the new Need for Speed. We had a bunch of games, but we just couldn't get enough of this fucking Rezo gun. Did uh, you ever play Shadowfall? I still need to play oh, yeah. that. Good. Beat good all story. the other kill zones and haven't even touched that game. Yeah, it's anyway, good. It's sure a the, different style though. Yeah. No, I remember the E3 demo looked cool. I'm sure the multiplayer is non-existent, which is sad because kill zone multiplayer was, is awesome. It was pretty non-existent at the beginning. I'll be really? honest with you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you ever played Kills on two or three. They were fucking awesome. I think never they, multiplayer. Oh, they were so good. And I feel like they didn't get enough credit because people called them Call of Duty knockoffs, which they definitely. Got a lot from Call of Duty, but I think they did so much unique that was not like Call of Duty, and obviously art style already separate completely from that. Yeah, campaigns too. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you brought up Housemark. I got an email from GameStop. You ready for one of the worst puns I've ever seen? <laughs> yeah. So, their new game, Returnal, is coming out soon. Yeah, coming out at the end of the month, so two days from now. Um... This email says, you'll keep returnaling for more in your weekly PlayStation update. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> I thought until I went to that, especially from PlayStation, it's a little better than GameStop. Are you <laughs> shitting me, returnaling? <laughs> oh, man. My next one was the Nintendo DS. This one was one I kind of had to look through. It wasn't like a standout one. I just went to the list and thought about what I played the most and it was definitely Mario Kart DS I felt like this they've uh, had Mario Kart on a few handhelds but it's the first one I thought seemed like a a proper Mario Kart like it was on the uh, console 
So I played a lot of Mario Kart DS. Nice. Yeah, that's a good choice. I had a DS and I had some Warhammer games in Mario Kart. That's why I enjoyed it. Very nice. Um, My last one. Xbox One. Oh, yikes. Yeah, I got so many left. <laughs> I've run through them now. Um, so this was hard for me to choose for the Xbox One because I felt like <coughs> Xbox did a lot of original ideas. So I put three on here. Um, I'll start with the third one. So my least of the three is Sunset Overdrive. Okay. Wow. I like the story and the combat and... Um, and then the second one is Sea of Thieves. Very different. Um, and then continuing on with Rare, uh, Rare Replay. I wish all companies would make, would have something like Rare, um, Rare yeah. Replay. I think the only issue is I feel like there's only a finite amount of companies that have that big of a catalog. Yeah. But the ones that do, yeah, it'd be fucking awesome for them to do that. Because even like the little history they had in there, and they had every game, everything they did. I was like, this preservation-wise, historically, it's awesome. Yeah. It's very rare you get a game like that. <laughs> okay. I like it. Man. And it was so cheap. Oh, yeah. It's a fucking crazy value. And now it's on Game Pass on top of that, which <laughs> makes it more crazy. Yeah. Makes the value of Game Pass more crazy. Okay, so that was your list in general, huh? Yep. Sorry for the Sony fans. Uh, sounds like I don't like Sony. But I just never played them enough. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, another thing I should have said is, obviously it's kind of a given, but we haven't played everything either, so there's definitely ones I haven't played that could change this list, and especially when we get near the, um, the last generation, because there's so many, for me and you, we're still in that generation, so there's so many uh, first-party games I haven't played or exclusives I haven't played. Exclusives. <laughs> but I will go next to Xbox 360. This was another really hard one. Well, not really hard, but there's a lot of contenders. You so probably know. Our average was like 17 years apart that whole time. Our average? Oh, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I kept looking at my list. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> no, I shouldn't say it's a hard one because there's a definitely a given, but there's a lot of contenders. Like uh, even Bioshock was exclusive at the time. And oh, yeah. So Bioshock, Mass Mass, yeah. There's a lot. But the obvious one, it's my favorite Halo out of all of them, Halo 3. Oh, yeah. So that would definitely, I think uh, it's the perfect end to the trilogy, which was at the time, and also left open, which it took advantage of to make it more of it. Mm -hmm. But I felt like, even though, like I said, you can't really match the first one for me, I feel like this is, again, objectively the best game, and I feel like it kind of took the best of aspects of both of them and put together and capped off a trilogy really well. And then on PS3... I, uh, Wait, let me guess. I'll go for it. Last of Us. No, and there's... Hmm. That's kind of a cop-out because I told you that was kind of a Bioshock, Bioshock scenario where I loved it, or I loved the idea of it, but then I played it, and I was getting frustrated and didn't play oh, it, so yeah. I played it on PS4, so spoilers, maybe. Oh, I could, uh, Uncharted. Nope, that was a... What the fuck? That trilogy was a contender. I'm going to stop guessing then. Resistance was a, uh, that trilogy was a contender, especially two. Like I said, that's my favorite. Killzone, as I talked about earlier, love Killzone, Infamous. But I went with Little Big Planet. Oh shit! Duh! I didn't think that about was that. Uh, my reason for buying PS3, and it didn't let me down. I played countless hours of Little Big Planet, so that's uh, my PS3 game. 
Would you play like users maps and stuff? The uh, they had a full campaign in there that was really well done. It's probably like twelve hours, and the levels were so creative. And I said I love three D platformers and two D platformers, but more so three D. And it's like two point five or two point eight. Some people call it three D or a platformer, and a lot of people hated it for that. They said it controlled terribly and was so frustrating. But I absolutely loved it. I thought it felt so good. And Sackboy is about the cutest thing you can get in a video game. <laughs> so I, the first thing I did was beat the campaign and then tried the creation. And I could see that it was an amazing tool, but that it was not for me. So I played a shit ton of user creative stuff after that. Just didn't do anything of my own. I created like the most base level just to do it. But I didn't get any crazier than that. Yeah, I was, um, I had a crush on a girl uh, all through school. Like I noticed since fifth grade. But we're in high school. She's obsessed with that, so I pretend to be interested while she's making maps. <laughs> so that's about my extent with the the series. But I own them all now. I just recently finished. Yeah, so I think all. that'd be a fun co-op game. They're a good time. So I'm down anytime you want to do that. For sure. Then my next one was the Wii, and the one I picked it there is there's not too many contenders. Can I guess? Yeah. Uh, Galaxy. Yeah, so oh, that's my favorite nice. Mario game of all time. So yeah, definitely Mario Galaxy. And we had some other good games, but everybody knows that was majority of that was nonsense coming to the Wii. Uh, PlayStation Vita, there's a couple contenders because Killzone had an amazing Killzone. Yeah, that was kind of redundant, but Killzone game on the Vita. Um, but I went with Little Big Planet, uh, PlayStation Vita. Nice. And then the Wii U. You want to try and guess this one? We both love the Wii U, unlike most people, even though they love it on their Switch now. I forgot all about the Wii U. I would have chose Zombie U, if I would have remembered. That's a good one. Because that was so cool looking down at that pad, and it felt like you were actually going through your backpack, and it was so original. Them coming up behind you. Oh, yeah. Scary game. Uh, Permadeath. Even cooler in VR. Having to do that. And oh, yeah. Um, Smash Bros.? No. Mario Kart? Oh, I think I know. Because we played so much of it. Uh, oh, fuck, what was it called? It was like uh, the party game. like the. Yeah, what uh, their theme park should actually be called instead of Super Mario World, I think is what they're calling their theme park. Is that it? I don't know. But it should be called Nintendo Land. It's a Nintendo given. Land, that's what it was, yeah. Which might sound like a joke because essentially the Wii Sports, but... There's some great games on Wii U, as uh, you said, and as I joke about with the Switch, most of its top games. But Nintendo Land, I didn't plan on buying a Wii U because the Wii didn't impress me aside from a handful of games. And if you watch E3 or Nintendo's E3 performance explain the Wii U, they didn't give you any reason to buy it. But then I went to PAX and I played the Wii U for the first time, played Nintendo Land with a group of my friends there. And it was one of the funnest times I ever had with games and reminded me, which is cool because some of these people were in the groups I used to talk about with uh, like playing games back then with Halo or even farther back with Conkers and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we were all sitting at PAX playing it and just like laughing and yelling at each other and getting mad. And it was just a, a great time. And that literally sold me on a Wii U right there. And I bought it, which it's funny because 
I think packs isn't really meant for, or those kind of things aren't meant for sales, kind of more of advertisement. Obviously, advertisement is to get you to buy it, but not like, hey, try this and then buy it. Just like, here's kind of shove it down your throat so you can remember our name and know what's coming out. But they literally sold me on it, which I don't think is what those shows are for. <laughs> and then, yeah, since then, like you said, we've had so many people over and play Nintendo Land, and it's so much fun. And then uh, PS4 kind of gave it away. But the last of us remastered might be a cop out, but that's how I played it in the remastered exclusive PS4 and the ultimate cop out. But there's no way I couldn't pick it. The Xbox One, the Master Chief Collection. Thank you, Xbox One. The Xbox is on. I don't know if you guys could hear that. The fuck is your connect hooked up? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh huh. I, I said Xbox One. Must I said Xbox on? <laughs> But uh, the last one is on the Switch. Do you want to take a guess just because the last one? Shit. Um, that cardboard shit? No. Labo, that is fine. Labo? No. Damn, I don't know, man. Um, Splatoon? No, that's good stuff, though. Another original Wii U game. Oh, 3D All-Stars? No. Shit. Okay, one more guess. Um, I well, Hint would probably give it away, which I might just tell you right there. Because I say it's similar to that. Oh, okay. Um, shit. I don't know, man. Uh, oh, um, oh, whoops. The new Mario, where he's in. Yeah, Mario Odyssey. Odyssey, yeah. Yeah, I knew you knew it. That's why I said it. Yeah. So, James, sorry that took so long. Hope that was interesting. I actually had fun doing that and trying thinking games and discussing it was more fun than I thought I was hoping we would just like run through it and say the name so I'm glad I created discussion and then we actually have a question the week this week from James he says how's it going guys good good James thanks for always writing in <laughs> being so well prepared I thought of this question while we you relaxing. should do an episode with James I think that should be the next one I mean well um, the next time I'm off I think it should be James you'll never be off again <laughs> I thought of this question while relaxing with some Minecraft, like planning. Yeah. Are there any games you play that you find relaxing or that you can just play to unwind? Yeah, it's funny because I wrote this before we did our list, but um, definitely Minecraft. I think it's a great choice. Mm -hmm. um, or uh, like Rome Total War I talked about earlier. I like when I'm just chilling, like resource or strategy games. Or building games. Mm -hmm. uh, something I could play and listen to a podcast or TV show in the background. Okay. Yep. A chill-out game is definitely not Warzone. <laughs> Anything with, like, high, like, octane, like, go, 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 go. Um, but, yeah. Um, I have a game, a few games I think fit this. But I actually have a few that might sound weird and kind of go off what you just said. So it seems like it doesn't make sense at first. But a few that... Not really relaxing, more comforting. I mean, that's not exactly what it means. But anytime I play Halo, unless it's like a group with like you guys and we're having fun or whatever. Or uh, anytime I play NHL or Madden, as long as it's not against friends. All those are relaxing. I feel like it's just because I've played them for majority of my life. So it's kind of just like a, oh, this thing's here again. And just used to it. And like a, like it's a kind of like a comfort thing. Mm -hmm. It's not really comforting or relaxing when... 
I'm playing against somebody in Madden or NHL that I know or playing with you guys. Not that it's a bad thing. That's what part of what game is supposed to be, like the fun of it. Because when you're with people, you don't want to just be relaxing, doing nothing. But when I'm just like sitting here and want to play a game, those ones will definitely do it for me. But games I think actually fit the what he's talking about is a game I've talked about a few times and I did on one of the streams, Donut County. I feel like it's a perfect blend of that. It's relaxing music, easy, funny story. The game's um, interesting, but also not challenging in the way that you get frustrated. So definitely that one. Um, a weird one because it's not something that you continually go back to. And the story doesn't seem relaxing, but Edith Finch, I thought, was incredibly relaxing with the the music and the story I was telling. Um, and then their other game, uh, Unfinished Swan on uh, PS3, PS3 yeah. exclusive, that game is super relaxing. So kind of a trend with them. It seems like we'll see what their third game is whenever that's eventually announced, hopefully sooner than later. And then... I do have one more, but it's actually a game I've been playing, so I'll get to that when we get to the games we've been playing. Okay. So, thank you for the question of the week, James. As always, you can email any corrections, questions, or feedback to currentbacklogs at gmail.com. And then, let me swap over here. Did you want to get into the news, Guy? Sure. Let's do it. Um, so, this one's from uh, GameRent. I've never heard of this website. Really? We've done it a few times on really? here. Really? Yeah. I think I might always just read it as Game Rant or something. Oh, okay. I don't know. You said Game Rant, right? Or rent. Oh, Game Rant is what it's supposed to be. I did oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So this is a whole new website, Game Rant. Um, PlayStation is going back home? Nice. Thanks, That's a good bro. one. With the launch of PlayStation 5, Sony hasn't been particularly <laughs> experimental. The popularity of PS4 allowed Sony to sustain its platform without needing to take many risks. Rather, it's able to invest in strengths like major PlayStation exclusives. However, an old trademark recently filed for renewal by Sony has been recalling PlayStation 3 era oddity and questioning whether it could return. The trademark that was renewed is PlayStation Home. The PlayStation Home trademark was renewed within the EU Intellectual Property Office. It was originally approved of and published in 2009, so it has been around for a long time. And the renewal will sustain this trademark with the EU through a new expiration date of January 1st, 2028. That's a long way away. Uh, the trademark shows no evidence of having elapsed between 2009 and now, meaning Sony has maintained its maintained it through PlayStation Home's lifespan on PS3 and through PS4's era, even after PlayStation Home was shut down in 2015. There's no evidence at hand that Sony plans to resurrect PlayStation Home. Companies maintain trademarks for all manners of things that have added value, could still be useful, or even that the company is afraid will be misused by others. That doesn't mean Sony can't reuse the term. Of course, it's certainly possible that Sony could decide to release or remake PlayStation Home or even repurpose the trademark for some other service. PlayStation Home, for those who aren't familiar with an online multiplayer experience, that was free on PS3. Players created a custom avatar and joined the PlayStation Home's instant social area. These areas included various advertisements and mini-games. 
as well as played host to assorted events. For the most part, however, PlayStation Home users joined to socialize with other people through chats and emotes. For the time being, PS Home returning is not confirmed is not a confirmed reality and there's no real indication that will change in the f- near f- or far future. Still, Sony renewing a trademark for PlayStation Home at least keeps the possibility of its return open. Otherwise, it's opportunity for nostalgic PlayStation Home users to recall the long-retired service. It's weird to say something from 2009 is nostalgic. <laughs> it definitely is, though. I remember playing PlayStation Home. You never played it, right? No. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, it um, sounds cool. And it would have been cooler, too, because like I said nobody had a PS3, so I was just with random people. But it was the best thing to go in and troll and mess with people. Because people would be, <laughs> it would people would try and like live real lives in there, which is cool. But then you could just go up and like block doorways and start doing dumb dances, and they'd be like trying to get in the bowling alley and couldn't get in. And they could communicate with people. <laughs> hey, in two hours, let's block this area, and you just see a crowd of people go and block <laughs> it, and people couldn't get in. And uh, but it was such a cool idea. Yeah, you just go in this giant space, and then you could go bowling, and you could go shopping in the mall, and one of the coolest things they had. Which was something they showed really early at the uh, E3, and people were mad that they didn't have it in there for a long time. Was when you unlock trophies, it would go into a virtual trophy room, and you oh, could walk cool. through your trophy room. And especially at that time, because everybody's like, "Why we're unlocking this, and it's cool, but there's no like real evidence of it, and it's kind of just pointless." So it's cool seeing them kind of build off of that. Um, the reason I put in this in there because, like it says, it's not far from being or even close to being confirmed and might never even happen. Mm-hmm. It's more so to talk about, I hope it does, because I think it'd be cool. And also, I feel like, I wonder how much Sony's regretting not having it, especially with all this nonsense. And can you imagine this would be the perfect game, like the prime of quarantine and everything? Oh, yeah. People try to find any outlet they could to get together, and you could literally have a, a simulation of that. And I'm sure if they kept it going from when it first launched on PS3 to now, like the uh, PS4 or maybe in the, P- in the PS5, how much better it would have been. Because it was very, it was cool, but it was janky, and you could tell it was kind of gimmicky at the time, but it was also brand new, and there was nothing really like it at the time, at least on console. I know there's something like that on PC that people talk about. Um, Second Life, I don't know if you've heard of that. I guess PlayStation Home was like a ripoff of that. Really? Yeah, that's what Oh, yeah, Second Life. There was a really good do- uh, documentary on that, by the way. Really? Weirdos on that game, bro. <laughs> there was, I could tell... PlayStation Home had a weird vibe to it as well, so I, I don't know if they transferred over. If it's role just a, playing shit, yeah, that's some next level goofy stuff. Because you could tell there's some people that would go too far with the trolling and just be do, well. I, like I said, I contribute to it sometimes because it's fun. But you oh, could yeah. tell that was just their entire life, not like all right, let's mess around for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so those people are terrible. It's all I did. Remind then, me when, before we leave. I'll show you. There's a guy who used to troll um, Second Life okay. people all the time. So fucking funny. <laughs> And then you could tell there's people that went way too far that had it like a life and they'd be like, All right, let's go to the mall and like plan it out like they were shopping. This is fucking weird. <laughs> and then there's the How do you not feel stupid doing yeah. that? <laughs> Especially because most of the stuff in there was free, which was cool. It, that's probably the issue with it now. Everything would be a microtransaction out the ass. But uh the thing that wasn't free was the mall because you were getting virtual items so these people would go in there actually spending real money and come wow. out with different clothes and bags and uh, this is so dumb and then uh, you'd have your own apartment and take people back which you couldn't Hot. do anything but yeah I feel like 
I'm just wondering how much Nintendo, Sony's regretting not having that. Which sounds funny because that's why I left because such a bust and people made fun of it and it was a failure. But I feel like, like I said it just been it would have exploded in the last year or two. And I think uh, it'd be cool to see him bring him back and have him in VR because I feel like that would just right away naturally make it yeah. feel more real. And we got VR chat, which is yeah. like a huge meme place. Uh huh. But imagine like but you, you ever have play PlayStation Home, but doing no. that, but in VR, and like walking up to and going bowling and changing it. <laughs> There's a really sad VR chat moment where this guy's talking to this uh, ex-soldier. It was like something about his saddest day as a soldier or something. He was a drone pilot. Yeah, I didn't see it. <sighs> Dude, this wild shit. VR chat, yeah, I could see that them doing something similar to VR chat. Yeah, I don't know if they'll ever do it, and I feel like part of it is probably... They're worried about privacy issues and all the dumb stuff that could happen in there. But, I mean, all that stuff can happen on their system now. So, that kind of seems like a silly reason that was it. IGN, it takes one million. <laughs> nice, buddy. <laughs> I'm thinking hard with these. I don't even think they're clever. I'm just like, he really likes these dumb things. So I got four of them. <laughs> it takes two has officially sold over one million copies. And the writer and director. Uh, Joseph <laughs> Fer Josefers. That's a crazy guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, game Awards, dude. Uh, says that this proves there's players who want to play co-op only games. It takes two developer Hazelight Studios shared the news on Twitter saying, Wow. <laughs> Just found out, hashtag it takes two, has sold over one million copies and is still going strong. Thank you so much for all the love you've shown. Our game, it means the world to us. Ferris quote tweeted that message, adding that this shows that there's definitely players that also want to play co-op only games. Thanks, thank, thank you, everyone, and I hope we see more games like this. It's gonna be a pretty cheap game to make too. A million copies of that. I don't know if you look at it; it's pretty fucking impressive and. Oh. What makes it impressive that every environment is completely different and doesn't seem like they're just reusing assets. Some of the time they definitely are, but majority of it just seems completely different. It's like a, whatever I told you, like a nine hour campaign. So I think it'd be cheap if it was like a top tier developer, but someone like them, I don't know, maybe they like did all the financials right or maybe they're a really smart company, but I feel like it would have been really expensive to make looking at the game. I guess I was just comparing it to AAA. And yeah. There's some AAA games that don't even sell a million copies. Yeah, I, I can't believe it sold a million copies. I'm super happy. Uh, that's part of why I put it in here. And I think he's right that, like I said, and I know Ryan gets triggered, but majority of the games just seem so samey now that I feel like you need some variety, even if the variety is what we used to have. That's why you don't just need co-op games. We don't need to just go back to this, but you need more options and different things. Um, but I can't believe it sold a million. I'm also kind of surprised it's not, this seems like a good candidate for Game Pass, especially because it's probably low entry for Microsoft. It is an EA game, though, so I guess probably eventually it'll be on EA Access, which means it'll be on Game Pass. But uh, I guess we'll see about that. And uh, again, I feel like this is more evidence why EA gets too much hate because they give games like this a chance, and you don't see many top publishers doing that. Yeah, it's definitely something I want to play. Yeah. I want to play all of their games. 
Yeah, I do too. I uh, still haven't beat a way out, and like I said, I forgot the Brothers game was by them. I know people freaked out about that, and I didn't realize that till I played It Takes Two. But uh, like I said, I have It Takes Two, and I have that friend pass thing, so I'll definitely play it again if you want. Okay. From Polygon, time to party online. It's like the PlayStation at home. <laughs> you can't let me leave here without showing you those Second okay. Life videos. Uh, a new up- <laughs> a new update to Super Mario Party. It's first in two years. Finally adds the main board game modes to its online option. Don't understand why that wasn't at launch or mm-hmm. six games ago. The update went out Tuesday, and so you and your friends can now enjoy all the rage of Mario Party together from anywhere in the world. Of course, to play online, players must have a subscription to Nintendo Switch Online Premium Service, but the update lets them play both the classic Mario Party and partner and partner party mode modes online in Super Mario Party. Uh, access to all 20 of all of Super Mario's Party characters, as well as all the game's maps, regardless of their progression towards unlocking them in the regular game. Players can start matches in two different kinds of lobbies, the friends match, which is just for friends, or the private match, where anyone who has a password can join, up to at least one of the groups can share a switch as well, although though only one switch in each match is allowed to bring a second player online. Before this update, Super Mario Party's online functions were limited to just 10 mini-games. Players could join lobbies for specific events or use the online marathon mode to compete in random select the fact that they already had this stuff in place and not actual multiplayer they should have had multiplayer during the wii yeah uh-huh. the update now means 70 of the games 80 mini games are available to play online i just think it's so weird to celebrate something that should have happened 15 years ago um yeah it is i'm not praising nintendo for this you know I love Nintendo more than anyone, but you know that I also make fun of more than anyone because, yeah, dumb shit like this is just so backwards. <laughs> I'm just happy that it is coming in there because when I played, I was like, why the fuck can you not play the main online mode? So, yeah, they don't deserve credit for it, and it's nothing to give props to them. I just, since it's there, I think it's cool, and I don't know how many people are going to be playing it now, which is part of the issue with adding it two years late, but I'm glad it's going to be in there. So this one says GameSpot. GameSpot? Yeah. Game Rant. And Game... should have said GameStop. Oh, okay. That's what I was like. That is the right one. But I see what you're saying now. Uh, GameSpot. More like Street Not Fighter. <laughs> more like Street Not Fighter. After 30 years with Capcom Street Fighter producer... Yeah, that's not happening. Mr. <laughs> ono announced in 2020 that he... You know, he, I, this guy seemed... After I read... Oh, shit. After I initially read this, I went and looked up a bunch about this guy. I really like him. Yeah. Um, cool. Now he's announced on Twitter that he will join the new company, the mobile game studio, Delightworks, as president and COO, effective date May 1st. Um, Ono's departure from Capcom is no surprise. He originally announced back in August 2020 that he would leave the Japanese company. What's new today... Yeah is Ono's announcement of where he's going and when it and when. It's also notable because Ono has been the face of Street Fighter for a long time now. Quote, On May 1st, I will be moving from Capcom to another company. I'm going to be working at a studio that is a little different from the, the one I'm used to. I'm going to be looking at development from different perspective than in the past. Uh, Delightworks, um, 
Yeah, their game, uh, Fate slash Grand or whatever. Or no, what was their? Um, yeah. They have a uh, a mobile game that everyone keeps talking about. Oh really? Yeah, I really want to try. It's a, I guess it's a big hit. Um. Uh, did you also do you know who owns this publisher or publishes all their stuff? No. Sony. Oh really? Sony owns the company that publishes it. Anaplex. Huh. Oh, okay. I guess it's owned by Sony. And it's been Sony for a while. Hmm. Like, a long-ass time. So, um, they're known for Fate slash Grand Order, which is that mobile game, I believe. And uh, they have a fighting game that I'm sure he'll take a, yeah. take apart, make a lot of, whatever. Uh, Jesus. Uh, it's called Melty Blood? The fuck? What is going on over in Japan? They have some weird ass names, and then I wonder why these games don't do well in the West. Oh, uh-huh. uh, it's our new fighting game, uh, Gushi Mushi Two. That's disgusting. You know damn well that might actually be a game, though. Gushi Mushi Two. Uh, in another tweet, Ono said there may be some distance between himself and fighting game community for a while, but he's eager to get involved again where he can. So maybe he's not gonna do too much on their melty blood. Uh, Ushi Gushi 2. I'm looking forward to spending time with you again when I get a chance. I appreciate your continuing support. It's like something you say to your, someone you just broke up with. Uh, he said, Ono's contributed to several other projects outside of Street Fighter over his years at Capcom, including Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite and Devil May Cry. Yeah, I was looking up interviews and videos on this guy. I really like him. But he's definitely going to work for a very successful company. I've almost installed that mobile game several times. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know really anything about that's why I, I was like, I don't know why you'd leave them to go to a mobile company. That makes more sense. Yeah, they're very successful. And I didn't know that they're re- incredibly tied to Sony. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, next one's from Games Radar Game Pass with another knockout blow. I wish you'd blow me. It's knockout blow me. Uh, you'll be able to play Knockout City for free with your Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscription as soon as it launches. I hadn't even heard of this game. They Knockout showed City. it at uh, one of the Nintendo Directs, and I actually thought it looked really cool. Um, I'll let you finish the rest, and then I'll tell you. Okay. EA announced today that the new game of Dodgeball-inspired arena combat from the developers of Mario Kart Live will be available on EA Play from launch day on May 21. May 21st. Uh, since access to EA Play is included with the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, that means players from the, both sets of the su- subscription services are welcome to play across PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X slash S. You can also pick up Knockout City on its own for $19.99 or drop $29.99 to get the Deluxe Edition. Call now! Which comes with bonus outfits, banners, logos, and special car. Wow. I'm definitely going to buy that. <laughs> The Deluxe Edition, which comes with Call Now and you'll receive an outfit, banner, logos, and special car for your crew to roll up to matches in. I did not know this developer of Mario Kart Live. That's the, uh, like the live action Mario Kart thing, you know? Like the go karting one. I'm sure you've seen it. It blends like. Oh, yeah, with the little toy. AR and the. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that's the same developer. That's kind of weird. Especially. Um. 
yeah. was coming out on all platforms that they made a Mario game. But, uh, yeah, they showed this at Nintendo Direct, and I thought it looked really cool. My worry was that this seemed like a perfect candidate to either catch on like crazy mm-hmm. or more likely a complete failure and have no audience. So I think Game Pass is a perfect avenue for this. That seems the kind of game that, like I said, if it catches right, they could just blow up. And the art style doesn't look like anything revolutionary, but the uh, gameplay, I think, was cool and different. So I'm excited about it, especially because we get on Game Pass. And like I said, hopefully a bigger audience and crossplay will help with that. Yeah, I would uh, I'd be down to, to play that. There was a, a dodgeball game on the DS. That was fun. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We also, I think you've been over when we played Stick Fold, I think it's called. I have it on Steam. It's like a dodgeball game. I think you've been over when we played it. It's a shit ton of fun. That's another game I first played at PAX, and they got me to buy it. Yeah, as I said, I think I remember I was playing one in, um, at PAX. I remember playing one at PAX, too. It was also dodgeball-themed, but I had to play with uh, the creator of it from Japan. Oh. Very weird experience. He's he let me like get a couple shots in. And I was like, wow, I'm doing pretty good, and then did some weird shit, fucked me up. But uh, yeah, I don't remember what that game's called though. Dodgeball game, maybe it come up. What system was that on PC? Um, I don't remember. Everything's come up as Knockout City. But yeah, that's all the news. Well, that was it. That's it. Okay. Um, we could do media pickups. I don't have any to you. Make sure. Yep, that was all it. Yes, I do. Um, small amount, though, unfortunately. By some sort of freak accident, or not freak accident, um, if you go on eBay and you could hit follow. And let someone know, hey, this person's watching your item that's just too expensive for them. So they'll send you offers. Um, so I think I talked about it here before. Blitz the League 2 shot up way up in value. It's like a $100 game at that time, whatever I mentioned on here. It did come down a little bit, but not much. I just started following a, a kind of a cheaper copy on eBay. It was like, I don't know, 80 bucks. So I just hit follow it. And for some reason, this guy responded and, and was like, free shipping, $40? Fuck yeah, I'll do that. Um, so I got it. Nice, complete copy with Lawrence Taylor right there on the front of it. Nice. Um, I played a couple games of it. Oh, did you? And I fucking love it. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'm horrendous, um, but I'm really enjoying it. It's really cool, especially like the zoom-ins and bone breaks. and I always, So now I have all three of the Blitz games. Um, two of them are technically the same just for the original Xbox and 360. Um, so I'd be all about doing those on a live stream or something. Uh, I'd be down. Uh, and then the only other game I got, I got, I bought a game twice. Hybroxia on the Vita and PS4. The physical copies you mean? Yep. Nice. I was going to say, I've been mean to say that uh, it's a good thing you bought that and I was more bummed I didn't because that might be their last Vita game or the last oh, physical game ever. But shit. You know, I thought about the other day. I was like, this might be the last Vita game. I know he said that they're looking into it to see if they're still able to get the new game 
on Vita or not, but that sounds like it might not happen, so it's still possible. It makes me sad because I almost ordered it. I almost doubled them up. I'd be more than happy to give you an extra one. No, it's okay. It wasn't that big deal, especially if it isn't the last one because that would have been why it was cool, which it sounds like it might not be the last. Uh, was that all your pickups? That's it. Wow. I know. What well, happens when you got a – I dropped a lot of money on the deck and yeah. car and trying to save. I hear you. Um, what have you been playing? Only one game, buddy. Cock of duty. It's just easy when you get home from work. Get out. I got the, um, I got the pass. Oh no. It was free though. My in-game currency. I saved up oh, enough right. currency. Yeah. Nice. So it was free. So I said, sure, why not? I'll do it for free. Yeah. Uh, you get some cool stuff with it. Bonus XP and getting a bunch of new characters for Warzone and um. And as long as I get to like level eighty-seven or something, I can get the next one for free too. Very nice. Yeah. So, uh, it's just fun to get on and fuck around with that. It's an easy game to pick up, put down. Which gets me excited for the next Halo because uh, I hope it's similar for me. Yeah. Um, you mean as far as like being excited and wanting to pick up, put down? Yeah, because uh, Call of Duty kind of became that. You still have to buy the game, 60 bucks, but it's almost like a legacy mode. Like we're almost on three Call of Duties. The next Call of Duty will be wrapped into this as well. And it's more of like a living thing, I guess. And they kind of talked about the new Halo being that. Yeah. Halo Forever, Infinite. Well, they should Ooh. call it Halo Infinite. I think so, yeah. I haven't been playing a whole lot either. I did finish a game, though. And it's a game that I was talking about as a relaxing game. It's a game I heard about like a week ago on Game Pass. And I was like, you know what? I should try it out. It's called Rain on Your Parade. Have you heard of it? No. Um, you should check it out. It's a... Uh, Another game that's very unique. I haven't played anything like it. And a perfect Game Pass game. You can beat it in like two hours. It's uh, super relaxing, like I said. Let me look it up again. What's it called again? Rain on Your Parade. Rain on... I'll go download it. Hey, rain you start parade. as a, a cloud. And the first level, it's just like... Rain on this wedding. And you gotta shower everybody. Fuck yeah. And I was like... Uh, this art style is cool and I like the presentation but this seems way too simplified but then it's one of those things that the more you get into it the more mechanics it adds it uh, never gets to the point where aside from like a couple small moments where it's incredibly frustrating it's uh, like makes you think and is uh, just not challenging I think is the best way to describe it kind of like a little more so than Donut County where it makes you think stuff but not frustrate you and challenges you all day. Just kind of a creative game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you start out as that rain cloud, but then when you go on, it'll add more mechanics. You'll become like snow, and then the snow will have a different effect. And then you can be like thunder, and then you'll have lightning. So then all these different effects do different things. And then there's 50 levels, which sounds crazy, but you can do it in two hours. And I don't want to spoil them, but they throw so many nods to other games in there, which kind of reminds me of uh, Edith Finch in that way, where they mix up all the genres, and you can tell that they loved games because you can tell that if you played a lot of games that they're, like, harking back to other games. This one is a little more direct. Some of them is literally, like, parodies of games, but I think you'd love it. It's a lot of fun. I haven't played anything like it. Yeah, that sounds cool. And, uh, Just look up the art style. It looks, looks cool. Yeah. Um, I got Derek on it, and uh, he beat it before I even could, even though I started it first, and he really liked it too. 
I don't know how long it'll be on Game Pass. I think they just added it, but it takes like two hours to beat. So I finished that, and then they actually have some pretty fun achievements. Not like a lot of achievements now where it's like, oh, God. So we'll see. I know I say this a lot, but I'm going to try and go in and get as many as I can, or hopefully all of them, but I don't know if that's realistic. And then the only other thing I've been playing, which actually I think this could be added to the relaxing list as well for me. I know a lot of people say that it frustrates them, but uh, golf with your friends. I think it's just really peaceful. I don't even care. If I suck, I'm like, ah, oh, god damn it, but it's still fun. I'm not, like, actually getting mad at it. So, for me, it's a lot of fun and having, the like, the peaceful light music behind you and playing with friends. It's a good time. And I uh, I first started Rain on Your Parade, actually, with the uh, um, the Razer thing I got that, like, put on your phone, turns your phone into, like, a mini switch. And I was doing it through xCloud because I finally have xCloud on iOS and it ran amazingly i was shocked and i was sitting there so i could have something on my tv playing and started raining on your parade and played on there it was uh it ran completely smooth like you couldn't even tell a difference between playing my console and stream it to my phone aside from there's three times where it just fucking it wouldn't be like consistently laggy there's like these huge hiccups where i just like stutter and then just go completely back to normal and that was annoying, but I'd actually prefer that opposed to, like, just being too slow the whole time and then feeling like the whole game's pointless in playing. Yeah. It's kind of like playing a game where, like, a Halo match or whatever, the whole game's, like, just behind. It's so frustrating you can't play it. But the game's running perfectly fine. And like, oh, what the hell? He killed me. That was bullshit because it, like, lagged right there. You'd way prefer that. Um, and I'm also impressed by xCloud on iOS because, like I said, when they said that that do the workaround because of Apple and they'll be in your browser. Oh, that sounds miserable. But you can do the thing that you can on any website where you add it to your home screen so it just looks like an app, which isn't unique to Xbox. But the thing that's different is when you get on this app, mm-hmm. which I guess is called Cloud Gaming now, it's not X, X Cloud, but that's what Microsoft does. It gets us used to saying every name and they take it away. And the, oh, we don't call it that anymore. They're like uh, PC warriors, but things are not actually offensive at all, and they don't really care. But uh, when you launch it, look at this thing. It's kind of crazy because, like I said, you can save any web browser or uh, any web page, but yeah. it, you can, it just takes you straight to the web page. This thing, I don't know how they do it. It just like turns into an app, and this is the web browser. Oh, that's cool. So um, I know on... Android, they already have that, so it's not like anything groundbreaking or anything. But like I said, when I heard that they were going to have it through browser, I was like, well, this is going to be pointless for me. That's cool that you have that, but that's not going to do any good. And I mean, it's on PC that way. So it's exciting stuff. But that's all I've been playing. So let us know what you've been playing in the comments and then what you've been watching, buddy. There's a shit ton of YouTube, man, like always. My dad was kind of mad, and he's not mad at me, but he's like, what the hell are you? you watching all the time if you're not watching this stuff because he's wanted to talk to me about uh king kong and they wanted to talk about mortal kombat fear the walking dead and walk because i hadn't seen him in a little bit so we wanted to bro i haven't done any of these so i was gonna ask you you haven't seen mortal kombat yet no he watched it and he said it's really good and mm-hmm. um i watched all those in theaters with him so it's kind of i named my first dog after that fucking movie i know people hate on those movies but i loved them Oh, I loved him at the time. I'm sure they had sunk ass now, but I loved him at the time. I was obsessed with Jax, so my very first dog was named yeah. Jax. Okay. Yep. 
Nothing besides that, though? No, man, just a unhealthy amount of YouTube. I gotcha. Well, I won't more, uh, ruin Mortal Kombat. I was hoping you had seen it so just we could talk back and forth and I wouldn't have to worry about spoiling it, but... I really I, want to. Yeah. Me too. You should check it out. I I loved it. I think a lot of people are hating on it, and especially reviews, which I think the main thing I'm complaining I'm seeing is that there's no story and there's nonsense. I don't know what people were expecting going into this movie. <laughs> I knew that I wanted blood and gore and good action, and they provided that like crazy, and the blood and gore. It actually doesn't happen as often as I thought, which is kind of a bummer, but when it does happen, it is definitely quite graphic. And I think I saw uh, James Wan as a producer on it, which he was the main dude that uh, made the original Saul. So that makes sense why the blood and gore is so heavy and looks so good. But uh, I think when that's happening, it's awesome. I'm actually kind of surprised it wasn't more often. But I said the main complaint is that the story and the plot, but I think that's on the audience, not the movie. You got to know what you're getting into. And yeah. just like when I talk about games having variety, there's, I love impactful movies. I love good storytelling, but there's a place for just dumb action movies and fun with it. I think there is valid criticisms, even knowing that's what it's going for. I don't think that it just can get away with anything. I think even with the stories trying to tell, there is some silly things. There's some acting there. I'm just like, Oh Jesus. <laughs> Um, I knew it was going to be cheesy, and again, if people think the cheese is an issue, then they should play the Mortal Kombat games and see the stories in those and the characters because it's pretty fucking cheesy. <laughs> but they definitely, again, I don't think they should get no complaints. They go too far as the cheese. Some of it's like uh, kind of endearing, but other times it just gets downright cringy. And then there's times when there's actually genuinely funny parts where I did not expect at all. But uh, overall, I loved it for what it is, and... Um, I think it definitely helped me because we had, just in my group, we had 15 people. Which, Jeez, man. And there's supposed to be 19 of us and four of them bailed, and there's still 15. And uh, I haven't had more than a couple people at a, in a group to see a movie in a long time, let alone that. So I'm sure that was amplifying and being like, wow, people are actually willing to get together and feel normal. And then on top of that, um, AMC is only allowing 40% in the theater, but it sold out on top of that. Wow. I was like, this is fucking awesome. And uh, I don't know if you saw it made $23 million, I think, over the weekend. Oh, nice. Which in a normal box office, especially for a movie, that big budget would sound terrible. But with everything going on, that's super impressive. And that it's available for free. Yeah, that's that was my worry when I was trying to get people to see it. I was like, nobody's going to do it. They're going to be like, why would I do that? I'm like, you're on HBO. And... Uh, didn't have that much issue. Most people are like, hell yeah, I want to see it. Oh my God, this is awesome. I'm kind of excited too because my dad told me the premise of the story. Like it wasn't the actual, we well, kept it pretty vague. He knows how I am with spoilers, but how it really wasn't about the tournament and they set it up for uh, a sequel. Yeah. Because I was complaining about a certain character not being there and my dad was like, mm, kind of yeah. basically told me, like, don't. There's a reason he's not there. Yeah, there's. Johnny Cage. Yeah, no, I know who you're talking about. I just didn't want to say anything in case yeah. not. Um, yeah, the dude that plays Sub-Zero, they said he signed on for four more films. Oh, shit. I'm sure that contract is only going to be held up if they're making money. I don't think they're going to hold it at that contract. But really? I think it's a good sign of what they're wanting to do and the fact that it launched to $23 million while everybody can watch it stream. Well, not everybody, but so many people have HBO Max. I think it's a good sign. I'm sure what they see on HBO Max, too, even though that that's not money they're going to see, the watch time and everything, and 
that'll factor into it. And 23 million might not sound that impressive, like I said, but that's the um, second best opening since the theater shut down, only behind uh, Kong vs. Godzilla or Godzilla vs. Kong, whatever it is. Yeah. So I think that's uh, very good news. I think there's. It's like an origin story too for for all the characters, right? Yeah. Cool. How uh, Jack's a lot of a lot of the movie, big part of the movie. Uh, decent amount. Really. That, I, should I tell you who they focus on most, which I think is kind of odd, besides uh, the obvious ones? Uh, can I guess? Yeah. Sonya. Sonya Blade. No. It's Sub-Zero and Scorpion's the obvious one. Oh, but then, uh, okay. But then I'm the one that's that. weird is Kano's probably the one that they focus really? on the most. And he's actually has some genuinely funny parts, which I did not expect. I really liked, uh, my second favorite character was uh, Raiden. Yeah. Is he in there? Yes. Okay, awesome. Um, Wasn't really, I don't care too much about the... Uh, uh, Johnny, um, so I don't, that part didn't bother me. Yeah, um, there is one part that I thought was kind of dumb, but I'll wait till you watch it because it would definitely be a spoiler. So okay. we'll talk about more when you see it. I think I'm gonna watch it tomorrow. Okay, anyone wants to hang out, so maybe she should down to watch that. All right. Then uh, besides that, I finished the first season of Mythic Quest, that show I talked about last week, the Ubisoft produced show. It's still really funny. The uh, Second to last episode, I wish I was watching it when it happened. They had a quarantine episode, which normally, you know how I am with that kind of stuff. I just go, oh my God, why are you doing this? But it worked so well in that because they did it like they were in the game studio, so all of them couldn't be in the same room. And then they'd be on their Zoom meetings and they just played into every trope about like the, there's an old guy who works at the studio and all this makes sense because it's actually part of the show. They didn't force it because of that. And you would love to, he's like turning on the filter by mistake and why am I a panda? <laughs> the whole episode. They fucking just, judge. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought of the whole time I was watching <laughs> it. So they do the whole episode so well, mocking all that stuff. And like I said, normally I'm just like, why are you putting this in here? But it fits so well with the show because that's what all developers were doing. So it fits it naturally. You remember Sonny had a quarantine episode too. Oh, yeah. That's true. Um, that's a real weird one to watch after all that stuff. <laughs> so... I finished the first season. I really like it. I actually, I'm glad I just finished the first season. Like I said, I wish I would have watched that one on time. But the second season, I guess, starts May 7th. So, perfect timing to get going on that one. And then, besides that, the IFL started, the Indoor Football League, the league that the Columbus Wild Dogs will be in next season. They're not part of this season. But they showed two games on YouTube. And I think all their games are going to be on YouTube and you don't have to pay for it, which is nice. So I watched oh, those. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, and it's uh, the announcers are definitely not the most quality. You can tell they're like people are just kind of picked up, but the video quality is uh, seventy seven twenty p and um, awesome. good angles. And they put like, that on Twitch too. It'd be huge. Yeah. So it was really cool to see football again and getting a taste of what it'd be like in Columbus. And there's like no crowds there because all the nonsense rules it right now so i think that kills a lot of excitement especially for a sport like that and um there's only a few teams playing right now till i think week three is when all of them get going for the season so i think it'll get amplified and i think by the time columbus plays there'll be hopefully not nearly as many restrictions if any and also, I think Columbus already having an actual AFL team is going to amplify it alone. I think they're going to know they can't have something like that happening. So I can't wait for it. And it was cool to see him football on again, even if it was, like I said, the announcer were kind of 
not the best, but it was fun <laughs> having it on. And then um, besides that, I don't think there's anything else I'm watching. Dave comes back for season two at the end of May, May 30th. I can't wait for that. Little Dickie show. But uh, that's all I've been watching. So let us know what you've been watching in the comments. And then have you been reading slash listening to any books? No. No? I finished Ready Player One yesterday. The first one? Yeah. Nice. I liked it. I actually liked the movie more. What? Yeah. Really? Definitely. I enjoyed it, though. Um, trying to think if anything stands out aside from the last time we talked. It was cool him calling it the landmarks, like you said. Me, I just got in my head too much. There wasn't as much as I was Spoilers, hoping Spoilers, but like the escape, the gun, yeah. vending machine thing? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, oops. So that was cool. There definitely is way more than the movie, but for me, I didn't feel like it was necessary for the movie, and um, I feel like me, I'm just a lot more visual person in general, so maybe any book, even if it is way better, I'm never going to notice, but maybe I'll try that more when I, if I ever uh, read a book like Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings or something, I connect like one-to-one to see. But uh, I also think it'd be cool if... I feel like a lot of audio or book purists would be outraged at this. But the soundtrack is so cool in Ready Player One. It would have been cool to have at certain parts that kind of like playing slowly in the back or quietly in the background as he's talking uh-huh. to match the move, like Van Halen at the, like the, the battle scene or something. But like I said, maybe that's just kind of such a visual person because I feel like... Or Rush. Yeah. So I was going to say that wouldn't work for every book, but then I thought about it. I was like, man, it'd be so cool listening to Halo to have the theme in the background like maybe maybe it's just me that I need more than just this but I enjoyed it still but um I'm not sure what I'm gonna read next I'm thinking about that like I said I have a few credits so I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna do next they just offered me like a hundred dollars for a year with uh immediately get like 12 credits or something crazy oh really I considered it but I was like no there's always so much shit to still read yeah so James sent us a game show. Should we do that? Let's do it. He said, I also thought of a game show for your, or a game for your game show. It took me a while to think of clues, but this is what I came up with. For this, I'm just going for the series, not a specific game in the series. Are you ready? Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. He said he doesn't think either of us would get this. I'm worried you might get it real fast because I knew it, and I feel like you might even more so, but I hope I'm wrong. Because I tried to not look at his answer before I looked it since he said that. All right, you ready for one? Yes. There are some of the best-selling PC games of all time. Yeah, I kind of want to guess immediately. Oh. I didn't even guess that fast. Go for it. Some of the best PC-selling games of all time. I don't think I should, because I get two, right? Mm-hmm. I think I should risk it, but I kind of want to. Okay. Good. Just do the next one. I don't get wild. The series was made by Will Wright. Oh, shit. Good thing I didn't guess. But, yeah. um, I just don't know which one to guess. It's the series, right? Yeah. Sims. Is that a final answer? Yes. Yeah, Sims. Really? Okay. I think, I feel like James thought maybe we wouldn't know who Will Wright is, which if he didn't, then, yeah, it'd be kind of, by an average, that's a lot of shit. Yeah. So I appreciate James, and sorry you took so much effort putting all that. What's the rest of them, though? He says, 
There are four main games in the series. The second game had to be made twice because of a fire in the server room. <laughs> That's pretty good. It was originally designed as a architect game. The most well-known character is Bella Goth. It's a life simulation game, which I think that would have you would have gotten there. The people in the game speak a made-up language, aliens, and something called... What's the name of the language, too? Isn't it something ridiculous? James, let us know in the comments. I know you'll know. Seminarian or something like that? It's not Plum Bob, is it? Because that's the last clue. I have no idea what Plum Bob means. I don't know either. Okay. <laughs> what is the language in Sims? Simlish. Simlish. What's his name? What was his name? Plum Bob? Yeah. Oh, that immediately came up. Um, <laughs> oh, it's the little thing above their heads. Oh, the little green thing. Yeah. I would have never known that was Plum Bob. Um, I, I really like him. Not James, the Will. Whoa. <laughs> I love James, but I like Will. Right. Um, but not for, you're right. But not for The Sims. I think he's done so much better games. Like uh, Animaniacs? Did he? No, I just want to make a fake game for some reason I came to my mind. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Okay. Well, James, thank you for writing in. If you want to come up with another one, feel free, because I didn't have an issue with yours. I just wish we could have stumped Cody better there. Yeah, the name. Maybe the name should have been the last one or something. Yeah, I feel like, like I said, I'm guessing he probably just didn't know that we would know that name because mm. that's what I'm thinking. So we can get into the free games. On Xbox 360, you have hard. Oh, my first guess, by the way, sorry. I was For some reason, immediately in my mind, I thought Half-Life. Oh. But yeah, sorry. Go, go bad. <laughs> hard Corpse Uprising till April 30th. And starting May 1st till May 31st, you have Lego Batman, Trevor. Woo. And Xbox One, you have Vikings, Wolves of Midgard till April 30th. And starting uh, May 1st till the 31st, you have Armello. Do you know what that is? never heard that mm-hmm. in my life. And then you still have um, Truck Racing Championship till May 15th. PlayStation Plus, PS4, you have Days Gone and Zombie Army 4. And PS5, you have Oddworld Soulstorm till May 3rd. Starting May 4th. Yeah, Battlefield Five and Stranded Deep. And on PS5, you have Wreckfest. Did you know the full title for Wreckfest? No. I didn't know there was a full title. It's the most fast, furious thing I've ever heard. Can I guess? Yeah. Total World Domination Destroyer. Worse. Wreckfest. Drive hard, die last. <laughs> Holy shit. I feel like they're probably doing it ironically, though. I feel like that's a, such a ridiculous name. I love Demolition Derby games and... Uh... Yeah, I've actually been curious about trying. It's on Game Pass, I think. Yeah. I think so. There's Maybe a, I made it up. a guy I know, too, from my hometown. He's a big video game collector, or media collector, whatever. He loves that game, Breakfast. Yeah, Derek's dad loves it all the time, and that's why I was thinking I was on Game Pass, but he might just bought it and might have made that up because I do want to try it, and this isn't going to help because it's on PS5 and PlayStation Plus, and those are starting May 4th and ending May 31st, and they still have... Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition till May 15th. And then, do you have any fake outrage? No, sir. I just have a slight one. Oh, no. So, when I was playing Rain on Your Parade, uh-huh. the game I was telling you about, very peaceful, there's a very not peaceful moment 
and I, I'm really outraged. I feel like, I believe this game came out in 2020, mm -hmm. but whether if it was 2020 or 2021, I think it's unacceptable because I don't think this game came out in 1942. So there's this puzzle where you're wrangling these sheep and you have to get them into a barn. Mm -hmm. And they literally tell you to get all the white ones in there and leave the black ones out. And I was like, are we really oh just segregating God. in 2021? And I feel like you're taking this as a joke, so. No, no, honey. I'm very upset. I'm all about inclusion. You are? Yeah. Wow. It's my middle name, actually. Cody Inclusion Grove. Ugh. I don't like that at all. <laughs> but uh, I think that's uh, pretty offensive. Yeah, I'm upset. <laughs> the only other things I have is... I didn't do an extra life stream this month. I'm doing a Bioshock Infinite. There's been a lot of crazy stuff going on lately, and then I'm going to the NFL draft on Friday. Very jealous. Yeah, I'm sorry, pal. It's okay. And then Thursday, tomorrow night, I don't know when this episode will go up, so this might be too late, but me and Derek are going to do a live stream of the NFL draft round one from here. So if you want to watch on this channel, it'll be here. And if it's too late, then it'll be after if you for some reason want to watch this still. And then we'll be in Cleveland the next day, not doing anything for YouTube, but watching the draft together. And then uh, the extra life stream, I will try and figure out. I might do two in May to make up for not doing one this month and do Bioshock Infinite. And then random, like a, a mixture of games at the end of the month. Why do they think Justin Fields is going to go so late? Um, This happens every year to certain quarterbacks because... Right near the um, start of the draft, there's a few quarterbacks that are way later that have a good pro day or keep boosting up. But he's done well, right? Oh, yeah. And a lot of times Both these beyond. quarterbacks that beyond these quarterbacks that boost up a lot of times is not always, but a lot of times they're boosting up and they haven't had a better career than the quarterback. So I don't think it's necessarily a good thing these quarterbacks are boosting up. Usually, I said most time, not always, they don't end up living to that because they haven't actually had that career in college. They just kind of had impressive things happening leading up to the draft that boost their stock up. Yeah, I agree with you, but I think Myra's going to take him. Do you? Mm-hmm. It's just me and you, so hopefully. Yeah, if he takes that piece of shit, long-haired motherfucker, if he takes him, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can vibe with Meyer anymore. We're going to only shop at Kroger's. Yes. Get it? Mm-hmm. So hopefully I'll figure out the extra life stuff, and hopefully I put this up in time for the draft. And then I'm going to get Pokemon Snap. I'm thinking I might stream my first Switch game. Not for extra life, just do a random Pokemon Snap stream. There so you go. look out for that. And then, as always, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Current Backlog. And you can email any corrections, questions, or feedback at currentbacklogs at gmail.com. <laughs> Welcome to episode 63 of the current backloggers. I am your host, KCP, on my good friend and co-host, Cody G., um, 
We're gonna do that over. I didn't even say, did I miss the episode? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe <laughs> you can say it now. I kind of like this. Maybe, maybe that'll be the outro. Okay. 